0: Hey guys, welcome to Unprofessionals Asking Questions. I'm Sid and I'm Julia and this is Who Inspired Buffalo Bill?
1: Don don don
0: Episode number
1: eight. Let us go. We're going two months in. Yeah, barely surviving. <laughs> All right. Anyway,
0: uh, who inspired Buffalo Bill is the topic for this week, and some of you might recognize that name from Silence of the Lambs. I thought some it was Buffalo Bill. Because yep, she... I also
1: thought it was the football team. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, we've had some differences amongst us in age and. <laughs> Apparently, that means she's never watched Silence of the Lambs. Satin. <laughs> I have heard that a lot of people have. I just, I don't know. Which is weird because I do like... I don't know how you haven't seen this movie. Everyone has seen this movie. That's an exaggeration,
1: but all the cool yeah.
0: people have seen this movie. Mm-hmm. And so what happened with you? Oh! You're trying to
1: fit in. <laughs> no. Anyway... <laughs> um, <laughs> leave, me alone. Cat-fired, bitch. <laughs> leave me alone. No, but the question probably is confusing, but you it's should not. reveal it all. So,
0: it is the person that's behind Buffalo Bill, which is a serial killer in the movie Science of the Lambs. He's actually an actually, he's actually, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually. actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. We've
2: not before we gained. started,
1: yeah, before we started, we um had like 10 minutes of just laughing. So that's how today's going to go. It's like giggle fest. Since <laughs> <Slept> ourselves. <laughs> <Slept> myself. <laughs> oh my God. I might like cut it and put it at the very end. Just like people <laughs> here. you and just go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Honestly, the best
1: moment of my life.
0: I mean, that's what you do like in theater, right? Like snap out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. And
0: like, I've done like. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, I'm not motorboating. <laughs> That's what that looked like. Like, you know, freshen up, waking up, and like, yeah. But <laughs> you, like you said, you Jim carried that fucking message. I, I thought it would help. Okay. <laughs> I thought it would stop the giggles, and it just made them worse. It's
1: like you're switching your personalities out.
0: You have to slap that shit out of you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> so we're done with the giggles. Is what we're trying to get at. Um, I was trying to get it we're not. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll see what happens. So anyway, Science of the Lambs, Zero Killer, Buffalo Bill, inspired by, by I can't talk though, this is the problem. Okay. Great, sweetie. It's been a week. I mean, I can't talk anytime we do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Inspired by several what? I thought that
1: said Buffalo Bill, but it says Bully Hill.
0: Yeah. Wine. hmm
1: Okay. Okay, I'm done interrupting. For now.
0: Okay, we'll try this one more time. <laughs> Buffalo Bill was the villain, the murderer in the movie and the book, Sons,
1: Silence of the Lambs. It. In the book and movie, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> and we're not even talking about Buffalo Bill today. <laughs> no, we're
0: talking about the inspiration behind. So he was inspired by several serial killers, including Ed Gein and Ted Bundy so I know you no. haven't seen the movie but the parts that came from them Ed Gein um, he the part of the character from Buffalo Bill that he took from Ed Gein would be take, making clothes and furniture out of skin and bones Ew. and in the movie he actually Same makes yeah. like or tries to make like a full women's suit to wear because he wanted to change basically huh. so um, <laughs> he got that like movie. a body suit
1: mm-hmm. to turn a himself female. into a female mhm was it the same female or just parts of different parts of different mm-hmm. women? Yeah. Lovely.
0: So he the inspiration for Ed Gein was that part of it. And for Ted Bundy, I don't think there was a whole lot other than just the way he lured in victims, which was pretending to be injured and having them help you. Mm. And then you take them. Yes. Last on this list is Gary Heidnick, which if you remember his name, we mentioned that during our wandering mind segment when we were talking about the death penalty and I was curious who the last person or when the last execution was in Pennsylvania and it turned out to be Gary Heidnick. and I think we just read briefly a description that said like he was like a murderer and torturer in Philly right? yeah like a famous one of the mm-hmm. most prolific or something like that so I'm sure many people have heard of him but I honestly have not
1: I once we started I was like yeah I have I don't think and it was one of the podcasts I listened to just because I remember like and you'll get into locations and things and, like, just his background in school. And schooling. So I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I heard about this. But I will not be covering the case. Sid is going to be retelling it to me. And I have a history lesson she for you. does. So we're taking you back to school. Fuck yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love a good history lesson. So my history lesson is on the death penalty. Because... One, we found the Gary Heidnick case because we were looking briefly into the death penalty. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just conversation that we were... If you haven't listened to Wondering Minds, just listen to it. I don't need to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. <laughs> um, Which was, I think, episode six.
0: I think so. I think it was right before the Diablo pass. Yes, it was. Episode, so episode listen six. that one also. Thanks.
1: So we're going to travel back to the early laws of the death penalty. Okay. The first established uh, code was in the 18th century BC, and it's the code of King Hammurabi of Babylon. I, again, always am pronouncing things wrong. And in this code, it codified the death penalty for 25 different crimes, and murder was not one of them. Can you believe that?
0: That's blowing my mind. Yeah. So, anything small?
1: Yeah, so, I think mainly it was theft. Arson, um,
0: being different, perjury, probably. yeah, <laughs>
1: being different, but anything but murder, pretty much. Uh, so I didn't pull up these twenty five different crimes. I'm sure we could mm-hmm. actually probably do that, but I was just briefly touching on this. That's a lot of crimes, different kinds of crimes, twenty five, <laughs> and murder not being one of them. Yeah. Like you can <laughs> murder, but we won't kill you for like, that. What are they considering a crime But you steal maybe goods or trades or... I don't know. But they, in this code of King... Her- can I, sorry, can
0: I pause you? So, like, well, do you think maybe they didn't have murders with them because maybe they weren't really... I mean, they, Joe, they were murdering each other back then, but they didn't see it...
1: If they had a death penalty, they were definitely murdering As something
0: bad? Like, why wouldn't it be? I like, in Babylonian times, it was pretty dark, wasn't I don't know. I don't remember when I was there what it was like, but...
1: Oh. Too far (laughs) too far back. Too far back. Um, I don't know. And like in this code they had two hundred and I think I wanna say fifty-three, but it could have been ninety-three different codes. Um, so that was like their constitution, like their law in a sense. Okay. Um, and it's all written in this big black, like monumental stone structure that they carved out. It's like really smooth where the writing is, and then they carved in their their hieroglyphics or their language can
0: you imagine
1: how much time that would charge take?
0: of that part and how tiring that
1: would be oh to God. get a straight line with that
0: tiny tiny thing in your super plunging. straight
1: and then also like the detail on the in the top where sure. i'm a I'm assuming that's like a royalty or mm-hmm. of high power, not really sure what the other part is can't really make it out but it's super detailed in like their clothes and fashion the hats the hands Mm
0: -hmm.
1: would have taken so long i would think maybe not
0: no i it would have to
1: and how many people do things like that like is it one person on the job because two people could be messed up you know it's not the same style
0: yeah i would think you'd want one person doing that and you have to yeah unless it's like such a standard thing to do, and there's a specific process that keeps you completely straight. Mm-hmm. Like a device that, you know, holds it in place, wrapped around or something, and keeps you on the same line as you go.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, That's, yeah, I've never actually thought about that. But a lot of the old artifacts and things seem rather straight. Mm-hmm. So then. The first code was in the 18th century, but the first death actually recorded, death penalty Mm -hmm. actually recorded, was in the 16th century BC, which was in Egypt. Mm -hmm. So who knows if things just weren't recorded of who they killed or not. But um, the first historically recorded one was in Egypt, 16th century, and this wrongdoer was a member of nobility. So he was accused of magic and was ordered to take his own life. And that was the death punish- punishment.
0: Do you know how he took it in life?
1: Um, I don't actually know the exact thing. I did read that uh, the people of non-nobility were normally used killed with an axe. <laughs> so, like, you said, axe. I know. That's my lot laugh. <laughs> Killed with an axe. Just get sad on And then, and then, um, my cat is so bad she's not. The people of nobility had like a more humane way of dying. So I'm assuming more poison. Mm-hmm. Maybe some bad dreams. <laughs> I try that again. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. I mm-hmm. don't think that it actually took two centuries to kill. No. Like capital punishment kill.
0: No, I'm sure it was a thing for ever.
1: Yeah, and it was also part, the death penalty, penalty was also part of the 14th century BC's um, Hittites code, Hittite code, and I have like a picture of that code here. I didn't really find much on this, this because of time, I was kind of being a little brief in the timeline mm-hmm. of it, but we could probably get into each one of these codes in a different
0: yeah, if we didn't already tell you, it's going to be a really long episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's probably
0: going to be it. So we've already
1: shortened it. Lengthy one. In notes. <laughs> um, and then we have sent the 7th century BC draconian code of Athens. And that made the, uh, it made death the only punishment for all crimes. So if you committed a crime, no matter what the crime was, oh, my. you were going to be sent to death.
0: I've said oh my, I don't know how many times now. Oh, but my that's... oh, my,
1: oh, my, oh, <laughs> my. I... Yeah, they were ruthless.
0: Because, I mean, what if you're just... I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. And maybe you were wrongfully accused. Right. That's, that's the thing. That's
0: too. Like, yeah, anyone can just say you did something. That's
1: why they weren't that populated back then, because <laughs> they
0: killed so population. <laughs>
1: I don't actually know what the population was in that. Yeah. So, <laughs> seven... Or... 5th century BC's Roman law of the 12 tablets also had the death penalty in it. (laughs) So, death penalty was different for nobility, freemen, and slaves, and was punishment for crimes such as the following the publication of libels and insulting songs, (laughs) the cutting or grazing of crops planted by a farmer, the burning of a house or stack of corn near a house, cheating by a patron of his client. Perjury. Making disturbances at night in the city. Willful willful murder of a freeman or a parent. Or theft by a slave. And you'll see this murder of a parent come up like often. I don't know how many people used to kill their parents, but wow. It was really written in a lot of the codes.
0: Um making disturbances at night in the city. Yeah. They will kill you. For Could that. you imagine? The burning of a house. Or stack of corn near a house.
1: (laughs) Burning of the stack of corn. Yes. Yeah.
0: Burning of a house or a stack of corn. Which is so
1: specific. How many people
0: near the house.
1: Burned corn by a house.
0: Why did you burn corn anyway? Yeah,
1: that's why I'm confused. It would have to be an accident. Maybe they just had a bunch of house fires. It was by corn and they're like, we have to we have to write this. It doesn't
0: say willful burning. It just says the burning, so they're
1: probably killing people that <laughs> accidentally set crops on fire. That's crazy. I guess I do get because of the time the publication of libels and insulting songs, but that's also <laughs> just ridiculous because so I'm the crazy. most insulting person ever. I probably would have been murdered at age five. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> most likely. But I don't make songs of my insults, so
0: not that I know. I think that's of. what
1: saves me. Maybe. Hmm. Or theft by a slave. I love how that's in there, too. I mm-hmm. don't sue my slaves. And don't make any disturbances at night in the city. Like, those just go hand, hand.
0: I... So, like, you can't go out at night and get drunk? And I guess I not. not. I they not. Like, the it. Romans
1: were crazy. Bring them to Penn State. So, also, that sentence... <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> everyone's
0: loud. <laughs> new york i guess that would probably <laughs> be a better choice
1: we cut that out no we're not <laughs> okay death sentences were carried out by such means as crucifixion drowning at sea beating to death burning alive burial alive and impalement so this is all for the roman law okay so the typical like what we kind of imagine i feel like we're the ancients um, i'm gonna
0: run through. What?
1: Yeah. First century counts as ancient time,
0: right? I think every time before me is ancient time. So
1: <laughs> Can I run through
0: this list again? Mm-hmm. Crucifixion. Yep. So being nailed up mm-hmm. like Jesus. Like Jesus. But wasn't this uh, okay. <laughs> when was this? first century Roman law. Okay. And um we have Oh Drowning at Sea. Drowning at Sea. So.
1: Throwing them overboard. Throwing them, I guess. I assume, like, or weighing them down, sh- maybe. And uh, throwing yeah. them
0: overboard. Weighing them down, or throwing them overboard. Beating to death. Brutal. Burning alive. Yes. Burial alive. And impalement.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Okay, if I had to pick one.
2: <laughs> if you had to pick one, if I had which to pick one,
0: one do you pick? Like, if you. If you done fucked up and you've to pick the way you're gonna get the death penalty, um,
1: I I don't know. I think burning alive. Don't you like stop feeling things after a certain time?
0: I think it's a very long time still. Oh, I mean,
1: um, I'm gonna go with Drown- buried alive. Really?
0: Yeah. I it's f- the least painful of them all. Well, drowning's quick, right? It's been, like most painful, also.
1: Because of everything filling up, your lungs, yeah. oh, never really thought of how pimp, I just thought it how awful.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, Bird Alive is for me.
1: So, the punishment for parasites, which is murder <laughs> of a parent, <laughs> mm-hmm. would... oh, I shouldn't
0: have laughed at that. I'm not gonna <laughs> do anything, I promise. <laughs>
1: She's like, Yeah, I've heard of parasites before, <laughs> I bookmarked it. <laughs> <laughs> to kill my mother um <laughs> uh, i would kill you if you killed your mom i love your mom <laughs> oh, okay yes. so the punishment for murdering your parent would be that you would would be that you would be would be um condemned wait. <laughs> punishment is um you would be condemned oh wait oh my god i cannot <laughs> We need to not record today. And we are on a tight schedule. Yeah.
0: No, this is happening. This is what it is. Oh, I have to edit today.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the condemned was, um, submersed in water in a sack, which also contained a dog, a rooster, a viper, and an ape. How big is the sack? Bro, it must be pretty large. And oh this is God. like ooh, so specific.
0: How do they have just a viper and an ape? I get the rooster and dog. I
1: also thought that like, how many fucking apes do you have? And you're just sacrificing Where?
0: all these animals
1: to I kill guess. The human. Yeah, because
0: they're gonna fight and they're gonna kill each other anyway. All in a sack, dude. Like that's nuts. How do you get them all in the sack?
1: I don't know. Which one do you put in first? Yeah, and you're also you're getting put into water. Like the yeah. chaos. How do you even carry a sack? Just don't, don't hurt your fucking parents. okay? Don't do it. It's not worth it. Okay. So the most notorious, (laughs) (laughs) notorious. (laughs) (laughs) I need to stop. The most notorious death execution was about 399 BC when the Greek philosopher Socrates was required to drink poison for heresy. What heresy? For heresy and corruption of youth. (laughs) <laughs> what is that
0: it's like like when you're a heretic I think
1: oh I will so, be honest I have no like I'm never yeah.
0: it'll help you if you if we both don't exactly I'm sorry I'm dumb believe or opinion contrary to orthodox religious mm. doctrine
1: sorry I'm sitting
0: no <laughs> he was burned for heresy okay do you want me to like heresy. yeah
1: heresy. okay thank you yeah And at the bottom of this, I do just have a a picture. I cannot really find much of the twelve tablets, but I guess they haven't had them like posted up on this wall. The twelve tablets. Yeah, and that was like that was their law. The next one that it was found in death penalty was also mosaic wall. So Jews used many different techniques, including stoning, hanging, beheading, crucifixion, copied from the Romans. Throwing the criminal from a rock and sawing asunder. Did I say that wrong too?
0: <laughs> I don't know what that is. Just being like sawed in half.
1: Defined front Yeah, you're divided. Apart.
0: Good. Um, okay. I'm stuck on throwing the criminal from a rock.
1: How many you? What are
0: you throwing them
1: too? Throwing them from a rock, like with the rock or off a rock? And, like, everything that I found with this is, it like, throwing from a rock. So I'm assuming, like, a high-up rock, and then you're also falling, or you falling to death on a rock.
0: I think they're getting tossed off like a cliff. Yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking.
0: But since they say, maybe they didn't say cliff then, they just said it's rock.
1: Because it is. It's just stuck. Right? Yeah.
0: So maybe throw them down into, like, a rocky bed of something or don't really high. I don't know. I don't I think I would if I had to pick one of these hanging.
1: I don't know, are you getting beheaded by like a like is your head just snapping off That's right the away? Thing. You just, can't
0: guarantee that. So What do you mean you can't
1: guarantee hanging?
0: I'd rather suffocate than have half of my neck.
1: Oh, you mean chopped. you can't wait, really? They oh they didn't yeah. it go There's through so many everyone? botched? <sighs> when people lived. Did no, they just, try no to keep... they just keep going and going until they get it off. Dude, sharpen the fucking saw the blade. That would be my request. Any last request? Yeah. They probably is your it. blade sharp? Yeah. <laughs> I... Can I cut through this thick
0: skull? <laughs> I really like it doll on purpose.
1: Make it work. Oh, dude. So I actually, I never knew that.
0: Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, who was it? There was like... Was what it... is
1: Stoning. Throwing, throwing stones, stones you know, right? Tied up, like, in the Until middle, you die, like, right? An
0: area and everyone's around you just chucking rocks at Dude, you. That could
1: take days, mm-hmm. and weeks.
0: Well, and if you get a few really good hard hits to your head, you're gonna be done quickly. Like, but sawing, so. sawing people the like they probably what kind of sauce did <laughs> they have? So not, not great. Sawing. So <laughs> no, like
1: they were be awful. Oh my gosh awful oh i like that so the most infamous execution in history occurred approximately 29 a.d with the crucifixion of jesus christ outside jerusalem so that's like the one that people you know most know of Mm -hmm. 300 years later the emperor constantine after converting to christianity abolished crucifixion and other cruel death penalties in the roman empire okay so that's good yeah go her I don't actually... Is, is Constantine a girl? I don't know. Is that part I of seem, me, too? I don't, I'm For not, some reason, I'm remembering. I thought she but was. Emperor, the emperor
0: would be male. versus empress, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So Constantine's a boy. I was, like, really excited thinking she was a girl.
0: Maybe I'll be... Oh, it's a
1: boy. Mm. Constantine knows the great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good job, <laughs>
1: <laughs> in 430 a.d the code of theodosius what <laughs> sorry like the way i did that a.d <laughs> oh a.d the code of theodosius made more than 800 crimes punishable bull by death so this is still like in the roman or this is in the mosaic law but
0: how are 80 mainly. crimes?
1: I can not really think of, like, maybe five crimes off the top of my head. Yeah. 80 crimes. 80 punishable times. by death. And, That's like, so many- you, s- you read what some of those other codes were. They were very specific, like, mm-hmm. with it. So, I guess anytime something went awry, they were like, Yup, write that in. You can die from that. <laughs> Could you
0: imagine? I bet you a lot of these crimes back then are probably what, like, Neighbors fight about now, like, oh, oh, yeah, his branches dropped on my lawn. Mm-hmm.
1: Death penalty, yeah, he wouldn't live that cool unless it depended on but, where you right, lived, but no, but actually, like no, that. like, think of the empire you did live on top, everybody mm-hmm. lived mm-hmm. close, it wasn't like this, yeah. If you just didn't like a person, you could find anything,
0: mm-hmm. you can make anything out. Not like do you have anything to prove things with, really?
1: So, 450 BC um okay we're kind of moving a little bit back for a minute but britain's death penalty was often enforced by throwing the condemned into a quagmire <laughs> and no i'm not talking about into glenn quagmire you know how that is right yes
0: i've seen you
1: put a picture of quagmire in there i just like, thought <laughs> i haven't <was> seen <some laughs> family guy i was so like no she definitely has I've, I've watched like,
0: them all Thank you. Mm-hmm. I have a DVD set. You
1: also watch Every Hand Montana, and you don't know what who Roxy is. That was
0: early in my life. I didn't watch Family Guy when I was like...
1: Yeah, I watched twi- Family Guy late. Well, maybe. Okay, I probably did. I know like, it. I've seen this later in life, and it's <laughs> more fresh in my memory. Okay. Well, a quagmire... I didn't know what a quagmire was. Do you? Know? I actually j- just read... Don't read through. and
0: cheat. I'm not reading. I just recently saw the word on an Instagram post of like a vocabulary page. Oh, really? Just I don't know if that was today's word or yesterday's word. What? I, isn't that weird?
1: That is so wild. Yeah. Yeah. So a quagmire is a soft, boggy area of land that gives way underfoot. So the people, yeah, that's how they put them, punch them to death. They would just throw them in a quagmire.
0: Look, it was yesterday
1: but that says a difficult situation yeah
0: it's not the same definition. well
1: I guess it is a difficult situation because if, thr- if you're on a soft boggy area of land that gives way underfoot like you literally just That's go really into weird. the earth so 10th century AD hanging from the gallows became the usual method of execution in Britain that was like the more common time we're going to focus a lot on Britain now 9th century A.D. (laughs) Did you read that? No, I didn't. I said, Oh, (laughs) following the tenth, I forgot it goes up or down. So I knew I put a reminder earlier. (laughs) I knew what I was, like, trying to figure it out earlier. It is easy to forget, though. 9th century A.D., William the Conqueror wouldn't allow persons to be hanged or otherwise executed for any crime except in times of war. Okay. So that was like a new new law. However, he allowed criminals to be mutilated from their really? crimes crimes. That's never good. No. Like you can, you're not gonna be punished by death, but you can be mutilated. You can be tortured. Yeah, and I killed. During the Middle Ages, capital punishment was accompanied by torture. So like that, you die from torture. Uh, most oh, parents it's barons, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I said it, but then like when I was reading it, but... most barons had a drowning pit as well as gallows, and they were used for major for major as well as minor crimes. So it really didn't matter. It was I think up to the capital, up to the government. Um, you know, <laughs> a drowning pit, drowning pit or gallows.
0: Is it just a pool? Yeah. They use on the weekends and
1: then yeah. It, it was like a bathhouse. Yeah. No, I'm I'm picturing something like super like executions are on Tuesday, <laughs> and the pool parties Wednesday, skinny dipping Fridays only. <laughs> oh man, times were great, were <laughs> they? <Really? laughs> um, so blah, blah, blah. the trend did not last long in the 16th century AD mm-hmm. under the reign of Henry VII... As many as 72,000 people were estimated to have been executed.
0: Oh my god. Yeah,
1: so 19th century I don't AD, know the rain was, William but... the Conqueror was like, nope, we're done, but we can torture them. And then 16th century, which it, that is a decent amount of time, I will say. Mm-hmm. But I guess in the grand scheme of things with a historic timeline, it's not that long. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Thousands of people just executed.
0: 72,000, that's... I'm like, did they have some two thousand people back then?
1: So you thought that the other one methods of execution were a little rough, but I think that these are like,
0: these are gonna be worse. Yeah, uh, in my mind. Okay.
1: So one method was boiling, and it uh was uh, approved in 1531. The records show some boiled for up to two hours before death took them. Oh, two my. hours you're boiling.
0: Oh God.
1: Yeah. So the next one is burning at the stake, which we've heard of. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, I feel like pretty common for a while. Yeah. But especially for like witchcraft mm-hmm. and stuff. Hanging, beheading, and drawing and quartering, which I forgot about drawing and quartering oh, until cool. I went through this. And of course, I put a picture because, yeah, you're literally being quartered by four, being tied up by your limbs, if you don't know. You tie it up, and then you're attached, each limb is, like, attached to a horse, and then they make the horse run as fast as they can in all opposite directions, and you just get quartered.
2: Yeah.
1: But really not, because it's five pieces, so they're kind of wrong in their yeah. branding of that, but...
0: Do they do it around the head, though?
1: No, but your body... So you have four limbs, and then your body is makes five pieces...
0: Oh, I think they just mean because there's four limbs. Cause... Oh, I know what they mean, oh, okay.
1: but technically there's five pieces. I
0: guess. Whatever. I guess it depends how you pull apart.
1: And drawing, wait, I. Okay. So drawing and quartering, mm-hmm. they what they for the drawing part of it, you were drawn by a horse to the gallows, hanged sometimes, and then cut into four pieces and scattered, or you're drawn to the gallows with the horse, and uh, instead of being um, hung,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you were attached to four horses, and that's when they like mm-hmm. split you in four pieces. So, I I don't know what I feel like it would be so painful with the horse because, like, it may be super fast. Like, would you die from shock right away? No, I no, It's probably one?
0: like what if oh. you don't and your tendon, you feel all of your
1: tendons, yeah, because your body, sp- your organs are so attached, your head's so yeah, attached, that but would you would a
0: really terrible way to die.
1: Oh my god, it would be awful. Okay, moving on.
0: Yeah,
1: executions were carried out for capital offenses like marrying a Jew, not confessing to a crime, and treason. So the, also fucked up. I mean, the marrying thing is, but com- not confessing to a crime.
0: Yeah. What if you didn't
1: do the if you're crime? Innocent, you're not going to confess, <laughs> right? To and if
0: you confess to try and make things better, then you're dead anyway. Just,
1: just like in the witch
0: trials, Salem. Mm-hmm. So.
1: But yeah. So, number of capital crimes in Britain continued to rise throughout the next two centuries. In the 1700s, 222 crimes were punishable by death in Britain, and some included stealing, cutting down a tree, robbing a rabbit warren. What? Um, Yeah. Cutting down a tree? Yep. Cutting down a tree. Like I said, very specific. Robbing a rabbit warren. I don't know what that is. A densely populated labyrinth building or district. So that there- oh, has
0: nothing to do with rabbits.
1: No. Well, that's misleading. Yeah. So rabbit robbing is r- robbing a rabbit. Warren is like rabbit. Rob- <laughs> blah, 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 is like robbing a very populated um labyrinth of a building or a district. I've never heard
0: that term before.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I looked it up
0: i thought it had something to do i thought it it was like a rabbit rabbit den why are you robbing a rabbit den what are you stealing (laughs) from them
1: um so severity of the death penalty was severe there were so many um and so many juries would not convict defendants if the offense was not serious okay but a bunch of people died so i feel like i feel like cutting down a tree so serious depends only on your definition of serious. And back then, I guess cutting down a tree was a big thing.
0: It should be now. It's mm-hmm. not.
1: So the brutality and severity of this did lead to reforms of uh, Britain's death penalty, which we're gonna get into reforms here in a minute. In then also from 1823 to 1837, the death penalty was eliminated for over 100 of the 222 crimes punishable by death. So That's within something. a century, it did drop. Mm-hmm. It is something. So before we get into the reforms, I'm going to talk about the death penalty in America.
0: Okay.
1: Britain influenced America's use of the death penalty more than any other country. But uh, they brought the practice of capital punishment over when European settlers came to the New World. Over oh, look at that answer my question. <laughs> In 1608, the first recorded execution in the New Colonies was uh, Captain George Kendall in the Jamestown Colony of Virginia. And Kendall was executed for being a spy for Spain. So they thought that he was like going behind, um, their back and using information to get provide to Spain.
0: Wonder why they thought that.
1: Yeah, and wonder if it was true or not. Mm-hmm. So, in 1612, Virginia Governor Sir Thomas Dale enacted the Divine, Moral, and Martial Laws. Wow. Have you ever I seen of them? No. Me either. <laughs> uh, it provided the death penalty for even minor offenses, such as stealing grapes, killing chickens, and trading with Indians. Like, what? I know. Stealing grapes, killing chickens, and... I mean, there's so many more than that. I'm uh-huh. just pulling out, you know, these really peculiar ones. Wow. So, seven years later, these laws were softened because Virginia feared that no one would settle there. They thought, okay, we're being a little extreme. People can steal grapes and not get killed. Whatever. We should, you know. Also, people need to eat. Let them kill the chickens. Maybe they'll live here.
0: Yeah, like, I'm sure they killed chickens back then for food. So, it's yeah, just but killing each other's like
1: chickens. Your, it's like other people's yeah. chickens, I'm assuming, not yours. Mm-hmm. Um, 1622, the first legal execution of a criminal, Daniel Frank, occurred in Virginia for the crime of theft. And laws did carry, like, vary from colony to colony. Kind of like the death penalty now varies from state to state. Mm -hmm. Um, it really depended on where you were and what that governor chose. Daniel Frank
0: such a name. (laughs) 1622.
1: It is. That's a good point. So, 1630, the Massachusetts Bay Colony held its first execution, and that um, the capital laws of New England did not go into effect until years later, so they had their first execution before they even had a law that they could execute someone.
0: I was like, oh, we should probably put this in writing that we're allowed to do this.
1: Years (laughs) later. I need a note. Yeah. Fucking crazy. So, in 1665, the New York Colony instituted the Duke's Law of 1665. Under these laws, offenses such as striking one's mother or father, like I said, the parenting will keep coming up. I
0: had some shit kids back then. Yeah.
1: Or denying the, quote, true God, we're punishable by death.
0: Wow. Oh. So you basically just have to lie about everything. Yeah. Or they're just going to kill you.
1: And don't kill your parents.
0: No, you think kids are bad today. It sounds <laughs> like they, <laughs> they
1: were you mass murderers yeah. of their parents or something. So of more recent times, I do have a chart here this is executions in the u.s from 1608 to 2002 um you can see that in the 1900s from 1900 to 1972
0: it just fucking skyrocketed
1: skyrocketed oh my
0: goodness i can't wait do you know how many people died during that time
1: i do have some stats here but i don't know if i have i don't know how many in all of 1900 to 1972 i only have like specific years so this chart that I'm talking about uh did, has like chronological order from those years of the United States' use of the death penalty over the past four centuries. The chart highlights the gradual rise in use of capital punishment in the 17th, 18th, and 19th century. So like you can see, it's almost like steps. It's like that what is 18t, or T-Mobile bar that goes up. I forget which. Yeah, one of those. So you can see that it slowly goes up, and then it kind of drops back down. Yeah. Um, A peak of executions in the early 20th century are shown, like we said, and then the resumption of executions after the moratorium. The use of death penalty has declined sharply in the United States over the past 25 years, as we can see it did drop uh the new death sentences have fallen more than eighty five percent since peaking at more than three hundred deaths per year in the mid nineteen nineties so and that's actually that's the pretty mid- high mid nineteen nineties so not that long ago we were at a peak of three hundred deaths per year. Executions I can't have, go over that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, dude, some of these numbers I'm about to get into are like oh gross.
2: Okay.
1: Executions have declined by seventy five percent since peaking at ninety eight in nineteen ninety-nine. So it has gone down. Another chart here is from nineteen seventy three to two thousand eight. Um two thousand eighteen. <laughs> 2018. And you you can kind of just see trends here. It's per year. So, at 1975, you know, we're close to 300, and then those 90s era, we're peaking over 300.
0: Still, like, close to 50 in 2018.
1: Mm -hmm. So, now we're going to talk about the abolitionist movement, which was, like, kind of like the revolution of it, and we'll get more into some statistics, but I think this is a really good movement, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what has... At least led us into more humane ways of doing it and having actual courts. But
2: yeah,
1: so in colonial times, roots are founded in the writings of European theorists uh, Monte Esque, Voltaire, and Bethlehem, and English Quakers John Bellers and John Howard. Cesar Beccaria's 1767 essay on crimes and punishment that strongly impacted the world. Uh, was really what got all of these prolific writers to to push this movement mm-hmm. and also cesar's essay sculpted a lot of the reforms that like we are you know still i've have definitely today. heard
0: of that i'm pretty sure That's
1: so the like. essay theorized that there was no justification for the state's taking of a life it did give abolitionists an authoritative voice and renewed energy. Um, and that result was the abolition of the death penalty in Austria and Tuscany. So this was like a global
2: uh,
1: mm-hmm. movement. Becaria also influenced American intellectuals. So he first attempted reforms the first attempted reforms of the death penalty in the US occurred when Thomas Jefferson introduced a bill to revive uh Virginia's death penalty laws. And that bill proposed that capital punishment uh, should be used for the crimes for only crimes of murder and treason. So not all these other mm-hmm. 80 to 200 and some crimes. So we're going in the right direction. Yeah. And it was actually the bill was defeated by only one vote. Wow. So it didn't pass. Which is messed up. The, the um... Also, the essay, Bakaria's essay influenced Dr. Benjamin Rush, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence and also the founder of the Pennsylvania Prison Society. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And He challenged the belief that the death penalty serves as a deterrent. He was also an early believer in the brutalization effect, which we kind of talked about in our Wondering Minds episode, you know, is the killer actually you know, also a murderer. Right. But that brutalization effect believes that having a death penalty actually increased criminal conduct. And I don't know if that meant increased it because you're creating other m- criminals,
0: yeah. or
1: if people will still do it regardless. But
0: yeah, why would it get worse?
1: I mean... I'm assuming it's meaning you're... They're counting those. Employing too. criminals now, mm-hmm. in a sense. It did gain... um. So his beliefs, as well as the essay, uh, gained support of Benjamin Franklin and Philadelphia Attorney General William Bradford. So like, we know these names, I okay. hope you know Benjamin Franklin. Um, but William Bradford, the Attorney General of Philadelphia, led Pennsylvania to become the first state to consider degrees of murder based on culpability. So first degree, second degree, okay. you know, manslaughter, things like that. Yeah, I know that. it's not...
2: I did not know that came
1: from PA. I didn't either. So in 1794, PA repealed the death penalty for all offenses except first-degree murder. So you can only be placed to death if you're sentenced to first-degree murder. That was in 1794. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to move to the 19th century. So early to mid-19th century, abolitionist movements gained momentum, momentum in the Northeast. Early part of the century, many states reduced the number of their capital crimes and built state penitentiaries. So this is where we're seeing more than just like the county jails, things mm-hmm. like that. In 1834, PA, again, became the first state to move executions away from the public eye and carry them out in correctional facilities.
0: So it's just uh, crazy
1: that this was just in the 1800s. Yeah, like, they, was they were still executing people in
0: public ones. Yeah,
1: it's so fucking crazy. And why would you want to go to that? I guess foreclosure, but um in eighteen forty-six Michigan 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 became the first state to abolish the death penalty for all crimes except treason. So later Rhode Island and Wisconsin abolished the death penalty for all crimes together. And then by the end of the century, Venezuela, Portugal, Netherlands, Costa Rica, Brazil, and Ecuador followed suit. Hmm. I read this uh fact or whatever to Wyatt and he goes well, not not still. I shouldn't call him out for that. He's like, they definitely have the death penalty in some of those countries. And I looked it up, and they don't. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Nice,
2: yeah.
1: Although some U.S. states began abolishing the death penalty, most states held onto capital punishment. So some states made more crimes capital offenses, especially for those committed by slaves. 1838, in an effort to make the death penalty more palatable to the public, which is so fucked up. Yeah. Some states began passing laws against mandatory death sentences and instead enacting discretionary death penalty statutes. The 1838 enactment of discretionary death penalty statutes in Tennessee and later in Alabama were seen as a great reform. This was perceived as a victory for abolitionists because prior to the enactment of these statutes, all states mandated the death penalty for anyone convicted of a capital crime regardless of circumstances. Um, by 1930 or by 1963 with the exception of a small number of rarely committed crimes in a few jurisdictions all mandatory capital punishment laws had been abolished. And then we hit the civil war time. So opposition to the death penalty became pretty weak during this time because more attention was given to the anti-slavery movement.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So following the war new developments uh, in the means of executions emerged. It was kind of on pause for a little bit, and then they picked it back up. After the Civil War, the electric chair was introduced at the end of that century. So that's when we start incorporating other ways of killing,
0: which is such a weird thought. Like who invented that originally? Like oh, this would be great to kill somebody with.
1: Mm-hmm. And they did kill a decent amount of people with it. In 1888, New York built the first electric chair, so that was you know, when they introduced it by the end of the century. In 1890, so this chair two years, they probably didn't even do, how can you do a trial around this? In 1890 they executed William Kemmler but um, and soon other states adopted this method of execution. I am going to pause for a second. There is one, I think I'm going to get to it. There's one person that didn't die so they had to like take him back somewhere else but i don't think it was him all right so now we move on to the early and mid-20th century uh this is the mark of the progressive period of reform in the united states and um that's like a quote unquote kind of progressive period it really depends but that's what they they say is the mark of it by 1907 and 1917, six states completely outlawed the death penalty and three limited it to the rarely committed crimes of treason and first-degree murder of a law enforcement official. Okay. It was very short-lived. <laughs> Citizens began to panic about the threat of revolution in the wake of the Russia Russian Revolution. And also the U.S. just entered World War One, and there were intense class conflicts as social... As socialists mounted the first serious challenge to capitalism. The result was five to six abolitionist states reinstated their death penalty by
0: 1920. Wow. I can't imagine getting rid of it and having to brought back. Mm-hmm. And
1: then in 1924, the use of cyanide gas was introduced as Nevada was seeking a more humane way of executing its inmates.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, this is what it was. Thinking. So G John was the first person. What a name. I was
0: trying not
1: to. <laughs> G. John. Yeah, G. John. Okay. Um, G. John, what'd you do? Yeah, seriously, G. John, what did you do? So G. John was the first person executed by lethal gas. And the state tried to pump cyanide gas into John's cell while he was sleeping. But this proved impossible. And the gas chamber was constructed. Like they didn't kill him. <laughs> what was his cell like? Was um, it just
0: bars, and they were just, like,
1: trying to find I was, See, I was picturing that he was, like, in a very, like, solid, solitary like confinement, but that's so funny to think about, like, they're like, John, why are you dying? <laughs> it's
0: going back in their faces.
1: Um, the 1920s to the 1940s, resurgence in the U.S. of the death penalty uh, kind of began, and this was due in part to the writings of criminal logic. Why do we do this?
0: <laughs> Why do we do something we're to talk all the time? We can't I talk.
1: literally can't talk anytime. Who argued that the death penalty was a necessary social measure. Like These criminologists said, yep, like it is necessary. Okay. In 1930s, uh, due to the suffrage through Prohibition and the Great Depression, there were more executions in the 1930s than in any other decade in American history. In, in the 90s yes so today no I'm trying to do the math I'm thinking so more than any other time it was 167 per year um so yes it was the in the 30s, because of the Prohibition and the Great Depression, there were more executions um, than any other decade in American history. At least that's what this this is coming from. I have this cited, but it's like the death penalties. Oh, I think it's site. site.
0: Yeah, um, we got onto it last mm-hmm. time,
1: and they have so many mm-hmm. stats for like each place owner. So in 19, and then in the 1950s, public sentiment began to turn away from capital punishment. And many uh, allied nations either abolished or limited the death penalty. And in the U.S., the number of executions dropped dramatically. So we kind of followed suit with our allied nations in dropping it. But just to give you some of these numbers here, in the 40s, there were 1,289 executions. Um, And this is in that decade.
0: And this, is this throughout the U.S.?
1: This is just... This is in the US. Yeah. In the forties there were one thousand two hundred and eighty nine. The fifties were um there was seven hundred and fifteen and then it dropped drastically. Actually from nineteen sixty to nineteen seventy six there were only hundred and ninety one. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh yeah, okay, funny. so this is you asked earlier. Even than the '90s, the '90s it was really one year that was an uptake, Mm. but this was averaging 167 per year for that whole year, Mm. or for that whole decade. So 167 times 10 years, that's uh, that's a lot of fucking deaths. That's more than the '40s. That's all right. Now I'm gonna finish up so you can get into the good part of this. Sorry that this is long no, and maybe boring so for some, but.
0: I love death.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to know, like, how we've evolved, I yeah, guess, from no, this. It. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to read the last execution date per jurisdiction, so per state. Uh-huh. Um, The first two aren't really the state, but they are jurisdiction. I don't know. Do you want me to read everything I have? Do you want me to read date, name, and yeah. the means of it? Okay. So in by the United States federal government, the last execution was January sixteenth, two thousand twenty one. And it was Dustin John Higgs, and he was executed for aggravated murder and lethal and it was by lethal injection. The next is the United States military. Uh, the last one was April thirteenth, nineteen sixty one. John A. Bennett for child rape and attempted murder. Thank you. And he was uh, executed by hanging. Good. Alabama, July 28th, 2022, Joe Nathan James Jr., aggravated murder, lethal injection. Alaska, never used. Huh. Arizona, November 16th, 2022, Murray, yeah. Murray, Hooper, aggravated murder, lethal injection.
0: So reasonable. I mean, so was that 2021
1: one. But... Oh, wait, so you hear the 2023 ones. Oh, boy. Arkansas, April 27th, 2017, Kenneth Dwayne. Williams, aggravated murder, lethal injection. California, January 17th, 2006, Clarence Ray Allen, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Colorado, October 13th, 1997, Gary Lee Davis, aggravated murder, lethal injection. So you'll see a trend, especially with dates, kind of for it. Connecticut, May 13th, 2005, Michael Bruce Ross, aggravated murder, lethal injection. A lot of three namers here. I know, maybe No, I think it's their middle names.
0: Yeah, but like three first names. It's like, you would be a murderer, right?
1: Yeah, okay, I got what you're saying. Like your last name. (laughs) Delaware, April 20th, boys up, 2012. Shannon M. Johnson, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Florida, April 12th, 2023. Louis Louis Gaskin, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Yeah, dude.
2: That was less last than month.
1: last month. Like less than a month ago.
2: Okay.
1: Georgia, January 29th, 2020. Donnie, Cleveland Lance, Aggravated Murder, Lethal Injection. Hawaii, never used. Idaho, June twelfth, twenty twelve. Richard Albert Leavitt, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Illinois, March seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. Andrew Coco Rales Aggravated Murder Lethal Injection indiana december 11th 2009 matthew eric wrinkles aggravated aggravated murder lethal injection iowa september 6 1962 charles edwin kelly murder hanging yeah.
0: kansas june 22nd
1: 1965 george Work, george york and james lathan murder hanging Kentucky, November 21st, 2008. Marco Allen Chapman, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Louisiana, January 7th, 2010. Gerald James Bordelon, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Maine, November 21st, 1885. Daniel Wilkinson, murder, hanging. Maryland, December 5th, 2005. Wesley Eugene Baker, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Massachusetts, May 9th, 1947. Philip Bellino and Edward Gertzen murder electric chair. It's the first electric chair we've seen. Yeah. But that was also in the forties. Mm-hmm. Michigan, never used. Interesting. Which I did say before they were one of they were the first state to mm-hmm. get rid of it. Minnesota, February thirteenth, nineteen oh six, Williams William Williams. Murder hanging.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean probably murder his dad or more one. Seriously. Mississippi, December 14th, 2022. Thomas Edwin Loden Jr., aggravated murder, lethal injection. Missouri, February 7th, 2023. Leonard Sheldon Taylor. Now that is three fucking names. (laughs) Aggravated murder, lethal injection. Montana, August 11th, 2006. David Thomas Dawson, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Why do we have so many states? Nebraska, August 14th, 2018. Carrie Dean Moore, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Did I just say that? No. Nevada, April twenty-six, two thousand six. Daryl Linney Mack, aggravated murder, lethal injection. New Hampshire, July fourteenth, nineteen thirty-nine. Howard Long, murder, hanging. New Jersey, January twenty-second, nineteen sixty-three. Ralph Hudson, murder, electric chair. New Mexico, November 6, thousand one. Terry Douglas Clark, Douglas Clark. Aggravated murder, lethal injection. New York, August 15th, 1963. Eddie Lee Mays, murder, electric chair. North Carolina, August 18th, 2006. Samuel Russell Flippin, aggravated murder, lethal injection. North Dakota, October 17th, 1905. John Rooney, murder, hanging. Ohio, July 18th, 2018. Robert J. Von Hook. 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 Could <laughs> be <Me> either aggravated. I <laughs> say like that though. Aggravated murder, lethal injection, Oklahoma, January twelfth, twenty twenty three. Not that long ago. Scott James Eisenberg, aggravated murder, lethal injection, Oregon, May sixteenth, ninety seven. Harry Charles Moore, aggravated murder, lethal injection, Pennsylvania, July sixth, nineteen ninety nine. Gary Michael Heidnick, aggravated murder, lethal injection.
0: Ooh
1: about to learn about him mm-hmm. all right i'm almost through this guy sorry the
0: rhode island february 14th
1: 1845 john gordon murder hanging south carolina may 6 2011 jeffrey Bryan mott's aggravated murder lethal injection south dakota november 4th 2019 charles russell ryan's aggravated murder lethal injection oh my god tennessee february 20th 2022 Nicholas Todd Sutton, aggravated murder, electric chair. Wow, wait. Electric chair in 2020. Oh, shit. I didn't think anyone still used it, I guess. Well, I might need to fact check that. Texas, March 9th, 2023. Arthur Brown Jr., aggravated murder, lethal injection. Utah. Jesus. June 18th, 2010. Ronnie Lee Gardner, aggravated murder, firing squad. Firing squad? In 2010. Damn. Yeah, bro. I
0: didn't realize did they that, that. No, recently. I was shocked
1: when I saw that one. I didn't catch the electric chair with the date when I wrote it. Vermont, December. Dude, I can't get it from Firing Squad, though. That one like blew my mind when I saw it. Vermont, December 8th, 1954. Donald DeMag murder, electric chair. Virginia, July 6th, 2017. William Charles Morva aggravated murder, lethal injection. Washington, September 10th, 2010, Cal Coburn-Brown, aggravated murder, lethal injection. Washington, D.C., April, I know it's not a state, but it was still listed as a jurisdiction, and they apparently have their own death penalty. law. Well, didn't know this, but April 26, 1957, Robert E. Carter, murder, electric chair. West Virginia, maybe it was just the time, with Pretty. D.C. West Virginia, April 3rd, 1959, Elmer Bruner, Elmer Bruner, aggravated murder, and electric chair. Wisconsin, August 21st, 1851. John McCaffrey, murder, hanging. Wyoming, January 22nd, 1992. Mark Allen Hopkinson, I murder, and lethal injection. So, those are all the last ones. That's the end of my case, and I hope everybody enjoyed the history lesson. That was so
0: informative.
1: Was it? Yeah. You promise? He was, he was, um... Executed by electric chair in 2020. Wow. That is disgusting.
0: I had no idea anyone
1: still had that. I mean, I understand that, like, these people are murderers, but, like, come on, just fucking kill them. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, like, electrocute someone like that, in no. my opinion. No. Yeah. Wild. I will say I didn't want to get into this because I feel like that's it's going to be its own case. I wanted to look up, like, how many people were executed and then they were found not guilty later on. Because oh, that number is astonishing. Yeah, I know I that. Know. So maybe we'll do that for another episode. Yeah. But let's talk about Gary Heidnik. Okay, so. And I'm making a drink while well, you... Okay. You start, so, and I'm filling up.
0: Hey, we took a quick pause because we had to have a pee break. Because we record very long episodes and that's what happens halfway through is you have to go pee. Or a quarter way through. Yeah. A quarter of the way through. <laughs> I don't know how much longer this is gonna <laughs> be. You're thirty seven pages. I have thirty Okay. So when I do my Google Doc I do pageless. So it's not really like I don't know.
1: It's actually longer.
0: But it's like thirty seven pages, but not because it's pageless. I don't know what to call them. What they how they break it up. Is it just what Fits on my screen and then... Anyways, <laughs> moving on. it's um, it might be a long one, but we wanted to talk about Gary Heidnik. And like I said earlier, he was one of the inspirations for Buffalo Bill, the serial killer in Silence of the Lambs. The part that this character took from this real-life murderer was kidnapping and torturing women by keeping them in a pit in the basement. So if you've seen the movie or you read the book, you would be very familiar with the hole that is dug into the basement. And in the movie, so again, the killer would he would kidnap women and he would feed them, fatten them up, cut off their skin, use it to make things out of. So he'd stretch the skin out? Yeah. In a would...
1: sense, like he would fatten them up mm-hmm. to stretch some more skin? Yeah.
0: Ew! Yep. And so the famous quote, it puts... The lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Ew. yeah. So he would lower lotion down in the bucket and make them put lotion on, so it's moisturized, so
1: that would last mm-hmm. like long, long. Well, what would he do? Like, he would dry it out then, right? Because how would you? This is just in the movie. Oh, well, wouldn't you have but... to dry it out to like use it? Yes. That's would would how you be, it like for animals and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Anyway. um... So yeah, Gary Hynek didn't have the whole skin part of it, but he did have the pit, and he tortured, and kidnapped, and killed. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't technically categorized as a serial killer because he's only been documented to kill two people. Mm-hmm. So he FBI takes three, it, Yeah. So, but there is one woman that is still missing that they may, that they think he may have done. So no one knows for sure. Okay. But it's very possible he had killed more than just two women. So, on March 25th, 1987, a squad of police arrived at 3520 North Marshall Street, Philadelphia. They broke down the door, and they were led through the house and down into the basement. Mm -hmm. When they were in the basement, they found two women asleep on a mattress in the middle of the room. And despite how damp and cold it was down there, they were only covered by a very thin, dirty blanket. So this was a disgusting house. And as the police approached them, they began to scream. Until an officer was finally able to convince them that they were there to save them.
1: And, like, regardless of capture, not, like, people don't just scream, like, like, he had to open
0: mm-hmm. torture. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. I think, I don't know, if they thought he had sent them there to you know, or, torture and
1: rape them, or... Yeah, that's what I was saying, thought they thought that something was mm-hmm. to really bad. Thing
0: they found the woman chained to a pipe in the ceiling... And they were wearing nothing except for thin blouses and socks. So, So no underwear, nothing. No, and for being damp and cold, and you have, like, a dirty blanket on you. Oh my gosh, those poor girls. And you're chained up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But these two women identified themselves as as Jacqueline Askins and Lisa Thomas. Yeah. When the police asked them if there was anyone else in the house, Lisa pointed to a sheet of plywood on the floor with plastic bags that were full of dirt sitting on top of the plywood as they pushed aside the bags they looked at the wood it was actually a covering for a pit and in the pit they found a new girl sitting at the bottom she was identified as agnes
1: adams why do you think she was do, do you ever find out like why she was in the pit like why she was nude and in the pit like was she being put to death in a sense
0: no not specifically like he had a in. She could have been being punished for something the And then the time, maybe she but... spoke
1: out or, like, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And if she's in the pit, it's probably even poorer in the pit. Oh, yeah. and you don't have anybody's body Or a blanket. Because mm-hmm. yeah. okay. she's completely naked. And...
0: Yeah. They pulled her out of the pit, and they took the chains off of everyone and took them outside to an ambulance that they had waiting for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Then they continued to search throughout the whole house for any more victims. They or evidence, they found a pot on the stove in the kitchen. And when I, did they identify the nude girl?
1: Her Agnes right. Adams. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Continuing their search throughout the house, they found a pot on the stove in the kitchen that was badly scorched and contained a yellowish, fatty substance. On the counter, they found an industrial food processor that had been recently used. And inside the oven, they found a dish containing a charred piece of bone that resembled a human rib.
1: Ew. So in- all this pro like, all of these appliances were probably, like, human.
0: Yeah. We'll get into that. And in the fridge, lying on a shelf in the freezer compartment, was a human forearm. Can you imagine meeting
1: the cop? Nope. I don't know. Like, I know that it happens occasionally, but... Dude.
0: And did you go to
1: the dog I had for you with the pictures? Or- I'm here now. Okay. Not that there's a lot. Sure Am I not. supposed to look at one of them now? No. I okay. there. I just didn't know. Is this the house? Yes. Are these the girls that were found? Three of them were found. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So And he was definitely the house targeting a. Yes. So the house
0: that they found these women at and the human remains at was the house of Gary Heidnick. And we're going to talk a little bit about how he got to be who he was. So Gary was born on November 22nd, 1943, in Eastlake, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland. His parents were Michael and Ellen Heidnick, and he also had a younger brother named Terry. By 1946, so just three years later, his parents got divorced. he was young. Very young. He was raised by his mother and her new husband at first until he was old enough to start school. And then he went to live with his father and his dad's new wife. Mm. And this was both the boys. And it was not a great time for them. They spent most of it arguing with their new stepmom while being heavily disciplined by their dad.
1: Mm. So beaten. Yes.
0: Heidnik would later claim that he suffered a lot of emotional abuse from his father. That was mostly due to his constant bedwetting do you want
1: to tell us about that
0: yeah someone made a mess in bed oh that sounds bad <laughs> What the? wait <laughs> let me rephrase
1: what someone had an accident
0: in bed 3 30 a.m the other morning okay and it wasn't the dog and it wasn't Wyatt it was me I mean I had the accident I peed in the bed you guys I'm embarrassed for her. I've told her this. I felt like such a toddler. So, what happened was I woke up at like three and like I kind of have to pee. I always get up in the middle of the night and pee because I'm
1: old. It okay? mm-hmm. has nothing to do with age. I've done that since I've been in jail. No, show. it's because I'm more hydrated now. I go like three times a night. But not in my you bed. You should
0: maybe go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: It's a Anyways, lot. Do you think that you wet the bed because of your research on him?
0: I did kind of think that a little bit. But so I woke up and I was. I had to pee and I'm like, eh, I can hold it. It's not that bad. So I went back to sleep. And as soon as I went back to sleep, I went into a very vivid dream that I was in a bathroom. And I still had to pee. Release so I'm like in the I'm flow. Which is not the first time I've it had was like, just so good. This is the best way. I've had a bathroom dream before, but I've always woke myself up in time. Always. And I this time it. I didn't It's so about halfway done. I'm proud of you. I was so confused why there was so
1: much resistance while I was trying to go to the bathroom. It's because of my leggings. Did yeah. you wake up instantly, or halfway through? Oh, okay. Halfway So you weren't like you didn't wake up just soiled. Half half soiled. Yeah, yeah, but like you didn't like wake up at whatever time you wake up in the morning. And be like, well, After it's been done for a while f- now. Yeah. I woke up. And so was did mid-day. Wyatt continue to sleep in the same bed did you, or did you know? I woke
0: him up. I was like Wyatt. Something really embarrassing just happened. I peed the bed. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, it's okay. Do you want me to go sleep on the couch?" He's like, "I'm so tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, it's fine. I don't care." And I was like, "You don't have to. like I I just you know grabbed the sheets and changed, <laughs> put everything in the wash, and it was fine." And I'm like, "You can come back to bed."
1: <laughs> Did you put anything like on your mattress to cover? I-
0: I put like a towel down. Okay. And it seemed fine. It has like a, a champ. There's a foam like um topper on top that mm-hmm. we bought because our bed's just like uh not that comfortable. So we got this foam topper. So um
1: <laughs> Yeah, I peed the bed.
0: <laughs> I don't know that I've ever done that.
1: Well now you have. That's what I mean. I'm proud of you. You you've accomplished something that you only to do in childhood like. normally.
0: What does that say about me? <laughs> was I never really a child? What?
1: No, you're still a child. I should probably go to therapy to be honest. Anyway, if it continues, maybe go to therapy. Yeah. Give me updated on this. I will.
0: I'll keep everyone updated. So, but. I... Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, Wyatt did not react the way that Gary's dad reacted, though. To I, yeah, I was thinking that. So it was not great. Um, he. He would humiliate him when this happened. I'm going to do that to you. Don't do that. He forced him to hang the sheets outside of his bedroom window for all the neighbors to see.
1: Oh, What, like put a sign being like, Gary pissed? They would know. With an arrow? Like if
0: you have a bed sheet and you have a wet spot.
1: Yeah, and he's going around telling them to. You Mm -hmm. see that? just picture why, like, hanging my bright purple bed sheet. And the drum coming in and like taking videos of it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so his father did that to him, and I can't even imagine the trauma.
1: Yeah, from like a... And it
0: was constant, you couldn't help it.
1: And it was probably more severe than, like, what you can write out, mm-hmm. in a sense.
0: Um, later his father denied the abuse after Gary was arrested. Of course he did. But his father, or, sorry, his brother Terry confirmed that the abuse did occur. That's good, at least his brother yeah. like, kind of got his mm-hmm. back on that. When Gary was in school, he didn't really react with fellow students. He refused to make eye contact and he was ridiculed by other students as well.
1: Common. He was teased,
0: so this is funny that you made fun of the way he looked in his picture. Not that you should have done that.
1: I don't think I did it on a recording, but Oh. In his picture, let's backtrack because so Sid made me a document of pictures and I opened it up right away and it's just this big egg head. Yeah. Like it's a very it's like when kids just like babies are just born and they still have that like fetus shaped head mm-hmm. where like it's mm-hmm. elongated. That's him. It just mm-hmm. never popped back. Well he fell out of a
0: tree when he was a kid. So that's what happened. And I'm not laughing at
1: it. I'm just <laughs> I mean I am. They call him football fuck head. him. He called him what? They call him football head. Um I can kinda see it but I've seen worse football heads. Yeah. I literally, there was, like, a kid that, like, literally, like, blah, 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 but not really. It wasn't pointed, but...
0: I feel like he tried to show me. I did,
1: and he didn't have any updated pictures, so... But it's, so, the bullying and, like, picking and stuff like that is such a common thing Mm -hmm. in serial killers. I know. And the head injury. I know
0: he's not a serial killer. So, the head injuries, though, you see that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, Richard Ramirez. Very true. Um... Oh, Ed Gein, I think was one. Mm-hmm. John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Um, several, like way more than that. I know there are, but yeah, they all had like some sort of clot or head trauma in their childhood.
1: Not that that's absolutely to blame, but it's a weird. No, it's just interesting how mm, mm-hmm. these things line up, and that is a coincidence. Yeah, you know, it is a coincidence.
2: Mm-hmm
0: um so his brother terry said later that he always thought that that injury is what caused gary's erratic behavior did he start acting
1: different afterwards i don't think it was immediately like i don't and normally it's not i don't think is
0: mm. it i don't i don't know i feel I like it actually is.
1: i don't know that many people with had like head trauma like
0: that
1: mm-hmm. my sister's husband's like cousin or something has had a really really horrific motorcycle accident and he now has like memory loss i think it's short term but it might be long term mm-hmm. i don't remember and that's really the only connection i have to anybody mm-hmm. with i mean i've had concussions and yeah. stuff but i
0: know yeah which at the same time like how i mean i guess if it's enough to
1: so i guess what why ways? do you have anything that says like why he believed this or like how we how was Terry? Did Terry have
0: anything? Terry, was he normal? Okay, did he get abused? Didn't he was abused, but he didn't um, try out to be a criminal. He did, though. He was in and out of mental institutions. Oh, Terry and was. did try to commit suicide several times.
1: Yeah. Um, so you know something. Yeah. There's some type of trauma. Mm-hmm. Might not be the same, but it might or derive from. Maybe. Very true. Poor girl was looking for her food. (laughs) Sorry, I
0: moved my cat's food. I was just wondering. Uh, By the time Gary reached the 8th grade, he developed an obsession with making money and becoming an army officer. And so intense was his obsession with becoming an army officer that his dad was, like, thrilled. And he was like, I'm going to sign you up for this prestigious military school in Virginia. It was called Staunton Military Academy. Gary went there, but he was only there for two years. Um, He had excellent grades, though. So, like, he did really well. And he just left. He just suddenly left his junior year and went back home to live with his dad. And his dad loved that. <laughs> I feel like he was very angry. Uh, within the next year, he tried a couple different high schools, but left within a few weeks because he just kept getting bored.
1: Wait, what? Eight? Oh, wait. So he was sent to a military school in eighth grade.
0: We're probably going into ninth. Like, like after his junior
1: grade, year. Going to ninth. So it was like a high school. Okay. I was thinking like he was at like basic or
0: something. Mm-hmm. No, this is, like, a high school, so he dropped out, and he just tried normal high schools, got bored, and he did, like, he did later say that he left the military academy after visiting a psychologist, but there was no details on that that I could find.
1: Like, why Mm -hmm. he went there, what they said, why that made him leave. Mm -hmm. And they probably can't release what Mm -hmm. was shared with the psychologist. Maybe the psychologist was, like, you should leave.
0: Maybe. At 18, he joined the army. He and he did really well. Like he adapted to this very well and but he didn't make any friends really.
1: Do you think that he adapted and was drawn to the military thing because of structure and discipline the and maybe reason. like some you see, type of father figure You see sense? a lot of
0: murderers, serial killers? They in need the military that like structure yeah. the
1: routine. Or the they... routine and they get obsessive over the routine. Mm-hmm. And they're also getting trained to, you know, yeah. have certain not kill you're not getting trained to kill but you're getting trained to survive mm-hmm. in a sense yeah um
0: but yeah he didn't make very many friends but he did well in it again where he excelled his grades were amazing during sure. his basic training and but despite all that he did apply for like several
1: positions and he was refused all of them Like what in his, the police Wonder his personality was like Standard, I, like people. if people got the vibe that you're just like, and to not have like any friends, yeah. you know, like one that you both bond because mm-hmm. no one else
0: wants to be friends with you. I just don't think he,
1: he I don't want think he friends. talked to anybody,
0: yeah. they just did his thing, but I don't know. So, he didn't get any of those positions that he applied for, but he was finally sent to San Antonio, Texas to be trained as a medic. Which, I don't think he really wanted to do that, but he did it very well. That was like his only option. He, and while he was there, he started like his own little side business, like his little hustle, where he would loan money to other soldiers and would charge interest on the loans. Huh. Like it should have been a business. You know? Yeah, <laughs> smart. He was transferred then to the forty sixth Army Surgical Hospital in Landstuhl, West Germany. Oh. And within weeks of this new posting, he actually got his GED he scored 96%. Well,
1: good for him. Mm-hmm. Finishing
0: so, that. at that point, like, things were going really well. It seems
1: that way. Yeah.
0: Until. Oh, God. Of course, there's always an until. Yeah, you
1: make me, like, feel bad and like him. And then you're like, yeah. wait. Until. There's a no reason we're talking about him. <laughs> exactly. I need to get you on his side for, like, a second. <laughs> I was. I was starting <laughs> to defend
0: him a little. In August of 1962, he went to the Sick Bay complaining of severe headaches, dizziness, blurred vision, and nausea.
1: I was thinking Sick Bay when you said it was like, like a bay, like it was named like the Sick Bay, like a, like Ocean Bay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like what a name! <laughs> no, oh, um, anyway. kind
0: of so Gary, yeah, he went complaining of these symptoms, and a hospital neurologist diagnosed him with gastroenteritis. Which, so he, he diagnosed him with gastroenteritis, and he, and they said that he, like, also was displaying symptoms of mental illness. But I'm stuck on the gastroenteritis because a neurologist diagnosed that. Yeah, that's why I was, like, giving you, like, a... That seems like a very strange diagnosis, even for the symptoms, too. Because, like, gastrointestinal symptoms are going to be gastrointestinal. He
1: has nausea.
0: Yeah, Okay. But he also has headaches, dizziness, and blurred vision.
1: He doesn't have diarrhea. Also or cramping. Oh. I mean yes, it's displayed symptoms of mental illness. If you're going on oh, but I mean, headaches, dizziness, blurred did... vision could be so much. And I'm curious like where they got the mental illness diagnosis from
0: though. Like what were they
1: but what kind of
0: questions were they asking him? Was it just his personality? How
1: was he coming off that he was mentally ill when he was there for these right. symptoms specifically? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you, you don't get that diagnosis just from those symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a, maybe just his personality again, mm-hmm. like, standoffish. Maybe he was saying some, some things he shouldn't have been saying. Maybe, maybe they putting thought. himself down, put others down. Like, I don't know. Well, I and mean, I just had this thought, like, maybe he was faking those
0: symptoms and they... It was very obvious to them that he was faking that. Faking his sickness. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was getting pressure on his head. Injury. Could be. Yeah.
1: So did they, like,
0: do anything for him? They just prescribed him, like, a heavy tranquilizer, which is usually used—I forget the name of it—but one that was typically used for serious psychotics or those experiencing hallucinations.
1: Why did they do this? I don't know. Like, why—at what point did— just don't understand why they prescribe certain things for certain things. I just don't, I don't you want to have a heavy tranquilizer. It'll make it better. Help. Even though you're not really experiencing a psychotic break or having hallucinations, mm-hmm. your blurred vision might lead to that. Yeah. Here's a trank.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. Good.
0: October of 1962, he was transferred to a military hospital in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So this is how he got here. Here we go. Because again, he again. wasn't from here. He was born in Ohio.
1: So many things tied back to Pennsylvania. So Isn't do that the, weird? Like, at first, we started doing, like, focusing on our area, and then we we're like, nah, like. Let's not do that. And, then, and we, then. we always come back to PA somehow. I don't know how it happens. Mm-hmm.
0: But he got back to Pennsylvania, into Philly, and he was diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder. I want to know this person. I know, like, I want I to. He's dead now. Spoiler alert. You might have to ruin everything for me. (laughs) You know he's dead. He was the last one to be executed. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. A few months after his diagnosis, he was honorably discharged from the military service, and he was put on a 100% disability pension.
1: Okay, so as soon as he moved there, he was diagnosed Mm -hmm. with this schizoid personality disorder. There's so many personality disorders, it's crazy. But, oh man, that probably fucked him up.
0: Well, I don't know. So he only served for fourteen months.
1: Oh, so he really wasn't it was in a very that, short time. That is very short. Wait, so he was in Germany, like he did all of this. He in did his 14. basic training, and then he went to. Oh, for West some reason, Germany. I was thinking this was maybe four years or something mm-hmm. of his transfers. Okay.
0: And, but I I had also read that it was possible he just faked everything, like his symptoms. Why? And, like tricked them to get on disability
1: because he didn't like what he was doing.
2: Mm.
1: okay maybe a conspiracy in there yeah could be but then you see his actions
0: right that's when
1: like well i don't know like he really could have had mental disorders Mm -hmm. that went diagnosed i don't know i'm not really following how they obviously we would be here for days if you had to dig into that exactly um it could be out there somewhere i'm sure it might in a sense for Mm -hmm. like study purposes yeah especially since he was the like, a prisoner of the state like executed so i don't know
0: uh shortly after he was discharged he became a licensed practical nurse and enrolled at the university of pennsylvania so he did use that medical background and did get a job so that kind of like cancels out my theory that he just wanted to get on disability because he went and got a job
1: he enrolled at the university of pennsylvania mm-hmm. did he get in yeah I think he studied... He
0: didn't, like, finish or anything, but he... Like, the did some Ivy League school. Is that an Ivy League school? Penn
1: State is... That's not Penn State. Penn State is Pennsylvania State University.
0: hmm
1: The Ivy League in Philly is oh. University of Pennsylvania. Like, it's a prestigious...
0: Yeah,
1: he did. I thought it was an Ivy League. It could be.
0: I, yeah.
2: I just is. can't
1: believe... Like, he has all these... I'm sorry. I just... I know... Your mental health shouldn't affect you getting in, but. Um. Sorry. U Penn, University of Pennsylvania. Penn was founded in 1740 by Benjamin Franklin. Penn is one of the eight private universities known as the Ivy League.
0: Hmm.
1: Huh. Interesting. So yeah, I. He's a, he, I mean, he did He did, well. Dealt, he did super well in yeah, all. Yeah, no, he
0: did well in all he of his scoring. GEDs. The fact that
1: he was in an Ivy League.
0: Well, yeah. The fact, I think, well, he had the brains. He just, I didn't think, wanted to do it all. Yeah. So, but, and I guess I didn't. And this was also, what, the 60s. Him. So mm-hmm.
1: he's a white male yeah. applying for, yeah.
0: He decided to get a job at the university hospital, but he was quickly fired. Just you know not, what he did at all? It was just like little things. He wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. Like his work was declining. Well, you're you're gonna be a nurse,
1: but you can't like talk to people. Mm-hmm.
0: And then he worked at a veterans administration hospital near Philly, and he was fired there for poor attendance and rude behavior. So he's spiraling right now. Yeah, things are going bad for him mm-hmm. now. And so that was yeah in the 60s, and from so from 1962 until he was arrested, which was 1987. He, oh wow, yeah. He had spent time in and out of psychiatric hospitals, and he attempted
1: suicide multiple times. Do you think that was a forced psychiatric psychiatric stay, or do you think he admitted himself? Because that could I also go into assumed, the theory of the shit.
0: I assumed he mostly admitted himself.
1: I and mean, it doesn't seem like many people around him for right. him to get like mm-hmm. three Unless
0: he's still, well, now, his parents would be in Ohio, so yeah, I don't know.
1: Hmm. Okay. Unless
0: his work was wherever he was working, each time they were just kind of like, "You need to go in here, and then
1: come back when you're better." Yeah, because sometimes, just like with typical mass murderers or serial, killers, like they normally aren't ones to admit, like, "Oh, I need to go into." Mm-hmm. That's why I was curious if he himself did the mission or yeah. if he was like through to.
0: But by so, 1970, his mother, who had previously been diagnosed with bone cancer and was suffering the effects of alcoholism, killed herself by drinking mercuric chloride. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and again, wow. his brother had attempted suicide several times also and was in and out of the hospital. So, it was, and his mom killed herself. Clearly, like, there's mental illness
1: in the family. Yeah, there is family generational trauma and also mental illness Mm -hmm. and the death of her
0: obviously affected his state of mind and he attempted suicide again and was again in and out of the mental wards wow it is said that he attempted suicide at least 13 times
1: i'm sorry but
0: i know to attempt. do
1: you really want to die Then
0: i know and that's why i'm also like is it a cry thinking about the whole faking thing too
1: I don't know, though, because to go, like, that far, I don't know if he's necessarily faking it, but it almost seems like he just wants someone to, like, tell him, like, what is going on in his brain, in a sense.
0: And for the time, I guess no one could really help him. He ended up having... No, and
1: at the time, too, mental illness was, like, so taboo. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. He has had about 22
1: hospitalizations in his life. And it's... Well, like, It's not like the rehabilitation was appropriate, it's still working on, mm-hmm. you know, getting things worked out, but, like, could one of these people have helped him turn his life around? Yeah. Or and was it enough, just, it was just gonna happen regardless?
0: Right. When he was in the wards, he would often spend long periods of time refusing to communicate with anybody. And he would sometimes just go completely mute and would only communicate by writing notes. So yeah. many signs. Yeah. He would constantly wear a leather jacket and he refused to take it off. Comfort. His personal hygiene was pretty much non-existent. He developed a series of mannerisms such as saluting and rolling up one pant leg whenever he didn't want to be disturbed.
1: So he would salute when he didn't want to be disturbed and also roll up the pant leg? Or he would, just a mannerism what he would salute, and then also another thing is if he would different
0: mannerisms.
1: So if you saw his pant leg up, do not wonder what would happen if you did. I don't know. I
0: don't know. But during his more lucid moments, he was given a series of intelligence tests that determined he was of superior intellect. He had an IQ of 148. What was Bushy's? I was trying to just remember that and I couldn't. Guys, I can't get over I this George
1: W. Bush, like one
0: forty, I think.
1: My boy,
0: <laughs> my daddy, 30 do <laughs> Don't say that.
1: <laughs> she loves George. Bush. I fucking and don't align with like <laughs> this side. <laughs> she just loves him. She thinks I, he's sexy.
2: Okay, his what one nineteen?
1: Oh, wait, didn't we find it higher? Oh wait, no, no, that wasn't George W. Bush. is one twenty-five. Oh, I still
0: thought it was
1: I thought it was too. Maybe I'm thinking of one of the others. John Quincy Adams was one sixty-eight. Yeah, I remember. Damn, he was we should redo the president we one because we didn't record it. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. well, we did record it,
1: but we didn't like. We didn't edit it. Mm-mm. Anyway,
0: anyways, <laughs> he, so smart he's smarter than
1: Bush. Yeah, for a
0: brain injury. He... That didn't really affect
1: and that's why his he would do so well in school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And
0: but so, on one occasion, he was admitted to a psychiatric hospital after attacking his brother Terry with a toy wooden airplane.
1: So, this was when they Back were okay. the kid, yeah,
0: while he was visiting Terry during Terry's recovery. He told him that if he would have died from his injuries, he would have soaked his remains in a bathtub full of
1: acid to dispose of his body. Wow, well, smart for that age because there's not very many ways to actually get How rid of. How would you of... know that? Yeah, I don't know what the year was or the age, but no, that's like beyond what a child should know yeah. of proper ways to dispose of a body. Be thinking about that, <laughs> no. In
0: 1971, so this is after his mother died. After he was back in the psych ward, and after he tried to kill himself again, he went to a trip, or went on a trip to California, and he had the revelation while he was there to form his own church. Of course he did. What the fuck. This is how cults start. This is like they just start their own church though because they get so much money. Yeah, they do. You'll like see here? that in too.
1: Oh well, okay, I'll start up.
0: But it was mostly like
1: him doing it. So you'll see
0: so he returned to philly after his trip to california and he registered the united church of the ministers of god that's his church he called himself bishop heidnick okay he started with five followers which included his brother terry which was good terry, for supporting him yeah is terry just a big like big brother supporter or it seems i do you think he actually like oh good for him yeah and maybe just didn't have anybody else either i don't know Hmm. Um. So it consisted of his brother and Gary's girlfriend at the time, who was mentally disabled. In what way? I don't know.
1: Like, did he have just full control over her? Yeah. You'll see
0: that that is a theme as well. So he started with his followers and a $1,500 investment, but it grew like crazy. And he opened a Merrill Lynch account and invested the money well. Over the next 12 years, he amassed over $500,000 for his church/slash cult, which is over is million. I was just today. gonna say, you don't have time money converter. Yeah, I when I wherever I pulled this from said it was like $2.7 today, but
1: I don't really exactly and not taxed. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I'm saying we need a surgery. So, but like you see that and how well he invested his money like he was, he was smart. smart he should have gone into business right and he did all those like
1: loans and stuff before mm-hmm.
0: yeah i just i don't know why he didn't stick with that path you know things would have been fine for him maybe hmm. maybe but so for his church too he held these services at his house which the one again, that was gross, the one that was disgusting, and it had that pit in the basement with women in it. Because during this, no time, one knew anything. I don't know. Some speculate that some of the people that attended did know what was going on. And just in question, because at this point, he had like fifty people attending his in services. that house, in his house. house, and
1: you have yeah. the pictures. And like, this is a gross house. It's not mm-hmm. just like the day the cop showed up. He was making a human smoothie. Like it's dirty i mean i guess this is of the basement so i don't know what upstairs but it sounds gross mm-hmm. oh, with man. as much
0: money as he's making too
1: and like you're having the services there so why have 500k you? for your church and you can't get a place to hold the services
0: i don't know i don't know why you'd want to have that's house. sick if
1: they believed that they knew what was happening and didn't say a fucking thing that is disgusting
0: it i did read somewhere that they think most of the parishioners were also mentally
1: disabled. So he, uh, so he had access he to a lot He targeted people of... he could easily... Yeah, because of the hospitals. Right, who else did he know? Mm-hmm.
0: No one other so than... So whether it was once he was in, or where he had um, worked
1: before. Is that where his girlfriend came from? Um. It's okay if you don't know. I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm sorry.
0: She was in one. I don't... That's I sad. We her sister. Yeah, you yep. Anyway, I know. Um, Anyway, so he did date during this time, and he had children with several different women. He had, I think, up to four children with four different women. Oh, yeah. That was the... Imagine being...
1: Not being your dad. Like, I think about that for a lot of these guys, but, like, imagine growing up knowing that that was your dad. No, I can't. But... I don't know. Oh, wait. What were you saying? Well
0: the point to what he's doing. We'll see. see. But yeah, so he dated, he had kids. The kids were immediately taken away from these mothers because, again, the mental capacity of the mothers, they wouldn't allow the children to stay with them.
1: And he would make them carry out a pregnancy.
0: Yeah. Oh. And one of them, Ann Jeanette Davidson, he met her at one of the institutions that he worked at. Her sister had also been a patient there. And He had a child with Anjanette as well, and again, was taken away from her, Um, but he dates her for a little while, so she'll come back into this. Mm -hmm. By 1976, this is when his crimes actually started, so he was charged with aggravated assault and carrying an unlicensed pistol after shooting at a tenant of the house that he rented out, grazed the man's face, when he shot at him. Thank goodness it didn't kill him. I know. Nineteen seventy eight was his first imprisonment. He signed out Alberta, which again was
1: sorry, go ahead. So he he did go to prison at least like before he was caught for all mm-hmm. this stuff. Okay. Yeah, so nineteen seventy eight and again, eighty
0: seven is when he was arrested. So this is seventy-eight when he was first imprisoned. And it was for signing out Alberta, which again was Anne Jeanette, his girlfriend's sister. They were both in the what was the name of that hospital? Do I have that? Remember? Yeah.
1: Penn Township.
0: Where? Why don't I see it? It's on that first bullet. 1978 person person. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going back through. I thought I had it listed earlier. Um, so, yeah. Penn, Town- Penn Township Mental Institution was where Anjanette and Alberta were. Davidson is their last name. He was dating Anjanette. He signed out her sister, Alberta. For day leave. He then imprisoned her in a locked storage room in his basement. She was found and returned to the hospital after she was found missing. And after examination, it was termed that she had been raped and sodomized. Oh. By Gary. My God. Wait a second. I should put a trigger in here
1: somewhere, probably. okay. I don't think it's me. I think the whole podcast is trigger warning. Yeah. But anyway... So, he was in prison. They went to his basement and found her locked up. Mm -hmm. So, his imprisonment comes after they find that he did this. Right, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. she,
0: he signed her, yeah, he signed her out, took her back home, locked her up, he raped her, he sodomized her. When she was examined, she contracted, I said that word, she contracted gonorrhea, both vaginally and orally.
1: This poor girl. I know. And then went back to being hospitalized with more mental, probably, Mm -hmm. trauma and things to work through.
0: He was arrested and charged and convicted of kidnapping, rape, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment, involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, and interfering with the custody of a committed person. Okay. His original sentence was overturned on appeal, and he spent three years of his incarceration in mental institutions. He was released in April 1983 under the supervision of a state-sanctioned mental health program. So
1: the theories that he faked this, do they think he faked it so that he would have an excuse to plead insanity? I think so. And he's very smart. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But,
1: I mean, we don't really know for sure. No, I don't think they really studied his brain, so. (laughs) Fortunately, um... So when was he, how long, he was in there for how long? Three years. He was in in 78. hmm oh.
0: So, yeah, so it happened in 78. So he was, like, this was over the course of five years. Oh, three of them he had was, the trial. Yeah, done three done of them were, were spent. So when was he the, released? In 83. Okay. Under the supervision of a mental health program. Okay. And when he returned home, Anjanette was no longer there. She was gone,
1: and supposedly she has not been found to this day. So did she get freaked out and ran, or was she was she missing before he signed Alberta out? I don't
0: know. And how did he just sign up?
1: Yeah, because mm. he worked
0: there. You could, yeah, but like I know, but it was the seventies,
1: so. But yeah, the fact that they haven't... Hey, hey,
0: hey. She scared me. The fact that they have not found her...
1: I might have to leave to
0: let her out soon, okay. since we're going for so long. But keep up. Um. So some believe that he did kill her, and they just haven't found it's her really remains. Amazing. Which, again,
1: would at that point categorize him as a serial killer, because that would be his third. And that's the one that they were saying is missing. And... Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So no one knows for sure. Supposedly she's never been found. But... 1984, he bought a house on 3520 North Marshall Street in Philly. This is
1: where he held his church services. That's the house. Ha- that's the house with the basement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: So, I know. When did I? It so might So, he taken started a while the church after,
1: before was... he.
0: So, so, 71
1: is when he went. Yeah, to it Columbus. was
0: in the 70s. And he didn't buy his house until... So I guess he did some of them, I don't know, elsewhere before he started having them at his house. Yeah. And then a year later later he married for the first time. Because he's only dated before this was his first marriage. It was to a woman named Betty Disto or Disto. He corresponded with her for two years before proposing. They met through a matrimonial service, so it was sort of like a mail order bride. Type deal
1: oh um he i think had posted an ad and that is it's just so wild to me how many people did that and do I do that know, it's... so where was she from
0: she was from the philippines
1: and she's betty name's betty did you change your name <laughs> i don't
0: know <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think about that till now <laughs> anyway um maybe it was just a nickname i don't know she arrived from the Philippines in September of 85, and they were married the next month in October. Wow. And poor Betty didn't realize who she agreed to marry. As soon as they got married, he was okay and nice to her for, like, maybe a week. And then throughout his mar- the marriage, he forced her to watch him have sex with other women. Because there was one day she came home and there was just three other women he was, ha- he was having sex with. That's sick, man. And she was so upset, and he just pretty much like made her watch. watch. And he repeatedly would rape her and assault her. And she had finally had enough, but she couldn't really get away. So with help from the Filipino community in Philly, she was able to escape in January of 1986. Good for her! She, I think, pretended to go out shopping, and she just never came back. And they helped her get away from him. But she, during this time, had also gotten pregnant to him, unfortunately. And Gary did not know about this until she requested child support payments in 1987 at his arrest.
1: Oh, at his arrest. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wait, she escaped in 86. Mm-hmm. So he was doing the stuff you're probably this about is to get into? Yeah,
0: this is where it's going to start.
1: When she left is when it starts.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. So after she left, he was arrested again. He was charged with assault, indecent assault, spousal rape, and involuntary deviant sexual intercourse. But the charges were dropped because Betty did not show up to the preliminary hearing. Yeah. He was scared. Yeah, absolutely. Or and who
1: knows, she might not have the means or the transportation to get mm-hmm. to court. Sure, I would believe
0: to be scared, though. Mm-hmm. But then you risk them getting off on everything. Yeah, but maybe so. he threatened her before. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to get into the girls here and what happened. Okay. I don't so, no, I'm ready, but hit yeah, me. You're, you're not. I'm telling you. So, November 26, 1986. Josephina Rivera, 25 years old, she was angry after a fight with her boyfriend and she went out to work. She was a sex worker. She went out to get some money to buy Thanksgiving dinner for her family because this was, again, November 26. It was rainy, it was cold, she wasn't really having any traffic, so she just about called it quits when a car slowly drove past her and stopped. She
1: should have called it quits.
0: Mm -hmm. It was a Cadillac. Don't tell me she's going to die. going
2: to
0: die. It was a Cadillac Coupe de Ville. So, he had this money, he didn't update his house, but he did have cars. Mm -hmm, Because he had to make sure that he looked a
1: certain way. Mm
0: -hmm. This car pulled up. And a bearded man asked if she was hustling. She confirmed she was. They had discussed payment, and she got into the car. He introduced himself as Gary and said he had to make a stop before they get down to
1: "quote unquote" business. Okay, she wasn't killed, or we wouldn't have this story. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put my brain to work here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Josephina agreed that. Um, oh, she. I'm sorry. She agreed, and they pulled into a nearby McDonald's. I
1: could fuck up a Big Mac right now.
0: So picture. This dude. I think he's kind of like dirty dressed. But in bearded, a Kyla, in yeah. a Kyla. And she's kind of dressed in her in uh, her wear. Yeah. And they go into McDonald's. He orders a coffee. He doesn't get her anything. Doesn't ask if she wants anything. He sit down. What? Drinks his coffee. Yeah. No fucking way, dude.
1: I will please
0: I think she had given him like a fake name at that point. I think she went by Nicole or something before she officially introduced herself. But after he was finished, they went to his house and they pulled up to it. It was run down, it was gross. But in the it had a Rolls Royce parked in the garage. He had a Rolls Royce. Yeah. So she was like, Oh, okay. You know, I mean
1: No, red flag, red flag, red flag, first of all. <laughs> Whoa,
0: the eighties though.
1: Sure, okay. When they reached
0: his door, Gary pulled out a strange key and put it into the lock. He explained that he had cut the key in half into two pieces, so half of it stayed in the lock and the other half stayed with him. So you, it's kind of like a trick to get it open. You can't just like I don't know. I don't really know
1: What's the purpose of that. It's
0: to make it harder, but I don't know. That's just what he did.
1: But, if half of it's in there, unless he had, like, the bottom half. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, you could just copy it, mm-hmm. but he's smart. He he had the bottom half.
0: So, they went into the house and walked into the kitchen, which was decorated. The walls were decorated, like, half of them were decorated with pennies that pennies. were glued to the half of the walls.
1: Were they heads up or tails? <laughs>
0: Mm. what the fuck i know isn't that strange weird detail i'm like not expecting
1: the shit you're saying
0: he took her to the living room and offered to show her a movie but
1: she was like nah no i'm here give me my money mm. let's do the damn thing let's go we could have get this done in the mcdonald's parking lot yep. speed this process up bro
0: he led her up to the bedroom and as she reached the bedroom she could see that the hallway that was in front of it had been partially covered with money it had dollar bills and five dollar bills on the walls as well I don't. Do we ever?
1: We don't find out. I don't. We never find out.
0: He gave her a $20 bill, removed his clothes, and got into bed. She followed suit and they had sex. For $20. I know know it was the 80s, but. When you you just have money glued to your fucking rolls? Oh my God. That's sad, actually. Yeah. So they finished, and as she was getting dressed, he came up behind her and started choking her with his hands. She begged him to stop and said she would do anything as long as he wouldn't hurt her. He stopped choking her, and he cuffed her wrists. Oh no, so he didn't capture her? I was hoping she'd like do some fucking ninja shit and get away from him. (laughs) He led her to the basement. It was cold and it was damp. She was dressed only in a blouse, so she shivered and complained about how cold she was. He told her to be quiet, or he would hit her with a piece of wood. He dragged her to a dirty mattress and attached metal clamps to her ankles and connected them to an end
1: of the She's chain. She's not the first one. You don't have all this. Your mattress isn't dirty. Yeah. There was multiple before this.
0: But no evidence of anyone before this. She wasn't
1: the first one.
0: Right? You think that? I I don't.
1: You don't think that?
0: I, I think there were more.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you were mm-hmm. saying you don't think there was more. You don't have all, like... Okay. Some of those things, at least. Mm-hmm
0: but so he put clamps around her ankles and connected them to an end of a chain and he applied glue to the clamps and dried them with a hairdryer so there's like no getting out of it he fastened the other end of the chain around a large pipe coming out of the ceiling when he was done he told her to sit up and he laid his head on her lap and went to sleep the basement was small it had concrete floors and wall or floor and walls and apart from the mattress there was a chest freezer a washer dryer and a warm pool table so that was all that was down there the center of the room was a shallow pit exactly this wasn't the first one you don't just Mm -hmm. have those pits and shit it was shallow so he still had digging to do Mm -hmm. there was a small area of concrete that had been removed where he put this pit which i don't know how he like what he got down there to remove the concrete because you would need like legit tools to break that. Well, maybe a sledgehammer, I guess. I don't know, but. Um, Josephina. so again, that's her name. That's her first victim here. She remembered that it was Thanksgiving and she started to get hungry. He came back and offered her an egg sandwich and a glass of juice, but she refused it, worrying that it was poisoned. Fair. So he took the food away, he came back with tools for digging, and he set to work on widening and deepening the pit. As she watched him work, he told her that all he ever wanted was a large family. He had already fathered four children to four separate women, but lost contact with them. His plan was to get ten women and make all of them pregnant. Okay. He just wanted, I don't know, a lot of children. Apparently. What the hell? After this, he demanded sex from her and went back upstairs. While she was alone, she managed to loosen one of the ankle clamps. She pried the covers loose from the window, stretched the chain to its full extent, and lifted herself halfway through. She started screaming, hoping that someone or anyone would hear her. But unfortunately, that neighborhood was used to screaming. She was a bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So no one came to help her, but Gary heard her. He came downstairs, he pulled her back inside, and he beat her with a stick until she quieted down.
1: She is going to die. He pushed her
0: into the shallow pit.
1: (laughs) He told this story?
0: Forced her head onto her chest, covered her with a piece of plywood, and stacked heavy weights on top.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: He set up a radio and turned it to a hard rock station and turned it up to max volume. And then he left. She struggled to breathe and waited to die. It wasn't until 27 hours later that he returned and he was not alone.
1: Oh, my God. I hate you. (laughs) I I know.
0: Josephina could hear a woman complaining and the sounds of a chain being dragged across the floor. Gary lifted the board off of Josephina and dragged her from the pit. She saw that he had another woman with him, and she was half-naked and chained to the pipe. This woman was Sandra Lindsay.
1: Wait, so at this point, Josephina's not dead. No, nope. he's just waiting for her to die no nope. he wasn't trying to kill her he was just trying to make her stop from getting away and screaming oh mm. uh, i guess when
0: you said i'm waiting to die she he was, was waiting, waiting to die. die he was not she could not breathe very well oh, in the man. position she was in oh man oh man yeah so this woman that he had with him was sandra Lindsay, and she was mentally disabled she told Josefina that she had been a friend of Gary's for several years, which is interesting that he knew her. Did not know Josefina, but his infect- second second he, he knew. She had known him for several years since they met at the L1 Institute, where she was a patient. She described him as a good friend that always looked out for her, described how she often had sex with him and his friend Tony. Oh, so taking advantage, she became pregnant at one point and had an abortion because she was afraid of being a mother. When Gary learned that she had had an abortion, because it was assumed that it was Gary's child, when he learned what she had done, he flew into a rage and told her that she was evil, and he offered her a thousand dollars to have his baby. Did she, she take it? She refused, and he took her prisoner. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And at this point, because whenever she was telling this whole story, she wasn't very emotional when she was telling Josephina about what was going on. And then it, after she told this all, it kind of, she realized the predicament that she was in and what happened and she started crying. And so It's really sad and it's going to get worse, so... An hour later, Gary returned with quote unquote dinner, which was just dry crackers and bottled water. He wanted the girls to get acquainted, so he let them be. Two hours later, he returned and continued his work on the pit. And a short time later, he stopped and had sex with both women before leaving.
1: Oh my god. When I say have sex, but it's really just, it's raping. Yeah, no, that's not sex. That's not consensual. Mm-hmm.
0: The next morning, he brought them breakfast, which was warm oatmeal. Well,
1: better than dry crackers. Mm-hmm.
0: While they ate, someone knocked on the front door. It was Sandy's family. It was her sister and her two cousins that were looking for her. And they knew to go there
1: because mm-hmm. she probably said that she was going there.
0: Or something. I'm sure she's been friends with him for several years. I'm sure she has told her family about them yeah. or about him. After that happened, because I don't think he answered and they just went away. And later, he forced her to write a note to her mother telling her that she, like, went away and will call her later. And I think he was even going to do the postage from, like, New York or something so that her mom would think that she ran away. (coughs) And at this point, days went on. They turned into weeks. His behavior became increasingly bizarre. He would feed them sporadically, like, at different times, and what he gave them was always different has to be, like, a control thing. Mm -hmm. He kept them semi-naked all the time, and he only gave them a box with a toilet seat to use for their bathroom. A box with a toilet seat. Yeah. So it would... It And he would sometimes not check on them for days. He probably wasn't taking care of that box. No. So it would overflow. Supposedly, he would also get angry and make them clean it up with their hands. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And they would try calling for help when he wasn't around, which... If he did hear it, it, would result in beatings. Any deviation from his rolls would result in beatings. He would attach them to an overhead beam by one arm and leave them suspended for hours on end. This is a form of torture
2: mm-hmm.
0: that has been done. Mm-hmm. And if you picture, it might not sound so bad, but when you think about it, you're No, being, that sounds
1: awful. Yeah,
0: all of your, your tendons are not made to
1: hold all of your weight. Well, in any way, like, I can't hold my arms up for more than a minute. You know what I mean? Like... Think how like much that would hurt, let alone your whole body mm-hmm. being pulled from it. No. I sand my arms up from that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Weaked it. All right. Sandra's mom or Sandy, her mom was actively searching for her during all of this. She believed that she was abducted and being held captive by a man named Gary. And she provided the police the address and phone number. That's weird. She knew something. Yeah. Police could not get an answer. They couldn't get a hold of her. Mom always knows. Later, when her mom showed the police the letter and Christmas card that she had received from Sandy, they believed
1: that she was just a runaway. Which at that time, too, it even now, the they say it. They mm-hmm. ran away.
0: Yeah. The police were able to track down that friend Tony that they she oh, had that she mentioned had, yeah. also having sex with. Tony Brown at a McDonald's in West Philly. They had asked him if he knew where Sandy was he said he didn't he didn't know where she was but when they asked for Gary's last name he provided them with Heideck instead of Heidnick
1: yeah but come on you're police officers, officers you can't so they How many looked for the Heidics. wrong
0: guy and eventually they just dropped the case of course when it could have all ended right there
1: mhm okay yeah so she literally gave the address and everything and if they would have just looked at that ha- address and put Gary okay Oh, you got one letter wrong. It's mm-hmm. Heidnik, mm-hmm. right? Unless he had the house under a different name.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people had the last name Heidic, which was the wrong name, and it threw them Maybe. off. I don't know, or they weren't trying very hard.
1: Can I ask you something? So, in the first photos that you showed me of the women that they they saved, they like found and rescued, they were all African American women. Yes. Are all of these as well? Yes, that we're talking about. So right everyone
0: now. that he did capture,
1: so or again date another as well. like minority mm-hmm. type of, he dated yeah.
0: African women. Most of them mentally disabled, controlled, mm-hmm. and it carried over to who he captured was that as well. And um, if they were sex workers too, he would try to pick them up. So, remember, this started in November of 1986, around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. was when Josefina was taken. And then, I think it was like, a, what, a day and a half or two days is when Sandy came. Now we're at a few days before Christmas, when Gary went out shopping, but he was not so looking like for less presents. Less than a month
1: of yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm.
0: He wasn't shopping for presents, though. Shopping for humans. Yes, he was eager to extend his family. He cruised the streets looking for his next victim. Lisa Thomas, 19 years old, was on her way to her friend's house when Gary pulled up beside her in his Cadillac. He leaned out his window and made a suggestive comment, believing her to be a sex worker. She was pissed. He was like, no. He apologized and offered her a ride. His impressive car and change in demeanor convinced her to accept the offer.
1: No! Uh, I know.
0: Come on, days. suspicious. He just asked yeah. Plus on. like the 70s when you have like a shit ton of even if you killers, say you no, I'm not a scared. sex worker,
1: how do you know he's not gonna rape you or I something don't. right then?
0: No, just never get into someone's car. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Or even if you know them, just don't get in the cars. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um she had asked him to drive her to her friend's house so she could pick up something. And it was just around the corner from where they were. He drove her there and waited outside while she went inside to pick up what she needed to. So she asked him to drive her to her friend's house so she could pick up something, and it was just around the corner from where they were. He drove her there and waited while she went inside. When she came back out, he asked her if she wanted to go to dinner with him. She agreed, and they went to a local restaurant. While they were at dinner, he asked her to go to Atlantic City with him the following day. She... I think was thrown off by him just asking her to go to Atlantic city with him the next day when she literally just met him like an hour ago. And, but I think instead of reacting that way, she just kind of complained and said she didn't really have anything to wear if she were to go to Atlantic city with him. But then he pulled out a $50 bill and said that they would go shopping at a nearby Sears store so that she could get something to wear for their trip. What the heck? He took her back to his house after they went to Sears, gave her a glass of wine, and put on a movie. And she just thought, well, this I... is way better than going to my friends, like... Well, she went to her friends and picked up whatever it was she needed to pick up, but then she went back out to his car, they went to dinner. But, like, why would and... you just stay with your friend? Like, isn't that suspicious? I know. I don't... I don't understand.
1: we hmm. a different time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But he took her back to his house, gave her a glass of wine, and put on a movie. While she was watching the movie, she became so drowsy because she had this wine and she was also taking allergy medicine. So the combination was just making her drowsy. Hmm. When she so she fell asleep, and whenever she woke up hours later, she had found
1: that Gary had undressed her. Okay, she had, have, had taken more than allergy, right? Like for maybe him to a heavy
0: sleeper. To completely undressed you. I don't you? know. Do you think that he put something in the wine? Could have maybe. It's not like they would have been able to test anything mm-hmm. at that point. But um, he took her up to his bedroom and forced her to have sex. And again, she wasn't a sex worker. Mm-hmm. He just picked her up while she was walking and forced her to have sex with him. And again, she was 19. Afterwards, she started to get dressed and she asked him to take her back to her friend's house. She did not want to be here. Leave! Don't ask him to take you anywhere. Leave. I'm sure that. You're just terrified in this moment, though, and you don't want to... I don't know. It's hard to say how you'd react in something like that. It is. It is. But without a word, he just grabbed her and began choking her until she complied. He handcuffed her and took her down to the basement to introduce her to his two friends. He says. He removed the plywood sheet from the top of the pit and pulled Josephina and Sandy out. He made the introductions, and he made sandwiches for them but said that they couldn't eat until he had indoctrinated Lisa by forcing her to perform fellatio on him. And then he chained her up like the others. What? Ten days after that, so again, that was a few days before Christmas, this is now ten days after, Gary returned to the house with another woman. This woman was Deborah Dudley. She was 23 years old, and she was a fighter. She wouldn't allow him to control her. He chained her up, but she began to question his authority and tease him every opportunity she had. I'm like, good. Yeah, seriously. You deserve it. He would savagely beat her when she did this. Whenever she disobeyed, he started to punish the other women. Which, that, I mean, that's a whole different level. It's one thing if you're doing that and he's beating you, but then he starts beating the others Mm -hmm. for what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. So this caused obvious tension between all the women. Yeah, like, shut your mouth, Mm -hmm. you're going to get us killed. Yeah. The the beatings became a regular thing. He appointed one of the women to be in charge while he was out.
1: So make them Mm -hmm. manipulate each other. Yeah, Turn against. When he
0: returned, he expected that person he chose to tell him if any of the others had misbehaved. If they had misbehaved, he would order the one in charge to beat the others accordingly. And they complied? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, and they're also mentally disabled. Well, one of them. Oh, right, 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 at this mm-hmm. point. If there were no infractions, if he came back and nothing had occurred, nothing to report, or the beatings weren't severe enough, he would beat them all. I so was just going to
1: say, what if they
0: didn't report? Like, what, yeah. if, what if they didn't want to... I wanna... think he would assume they're just, he, they're not telling him. So he would just beat them all, assuming. So during this time, Josephina started to win his confidence by displaying a level of loyalty and obedience. And he, she was able to convince him
1: that she actually enjoyed being one of his wives. And she was a sex worker. She kind of probably understood like mm-hmm. how to manipulate them in a sense, too. Yes. and you think,
0: you've got to find a way out of here.
1: You have to. Mm-hmm.
0: And at this point, his sexual appetite started to change. Instead of just having sex with them or you know, raping them, he would force them to have sex with each other while he watched
1: what the fuck
0: yeah you're right
1: i was not prepared for any of this i know
0: he provided them a portable toilet at this point and gave them baby wipes to so clean themselves kind of yeah and the baby wipes because you know they haven't been cleaning themselves at all for months now
1: and you don't have just been sitting or down there
0: just... yeah so he gave them baby wipes Later, he would allow them to have a bath, but then he would immediately take advantage of their cleanliness and force them to have sex.
1: You cannot get my dirt off of you.
0: The amount and type of food that he fed them changed with his mood. Some days it would only be bread and water. Sometimes it was stale hot dogs or a peanut butter sandwich. Finally, he solved his problem by giving them canned dog food because this way he could save money and feed them and his dog at the same time. He would beat them until they would eat it without complaint.
1: Man, this guy's messed up. It gets
0: worse. January 18th,
1: you returned with another girl. This was Jacqueline Askins. She was the youngest. She was 18. She was the one that was recovered in the beginning of the story, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because at first, when you first said um Mm Josephina, I was thinking that was Jacqueline, because I was like, oh like no, she she does survive. And Mm -hmm. I kept going back and forth. He, so she was a sex worker. At 18. Mm -hmm. He got
0: her to come home with him. He had sex with her and dragged her to the basement. When he chained up, chained her up. The shackles were too big for her because she was very tiny. And so instead he used handcuffs on her ankles. Later that day, he bought everyone Chinese food and a bottle of champagne. Weird combo. He wanted to celebrate the 26th birthday of Josephina, who was at this point becoming his favorite. He was also in good spirits because he believed Josephina and Sandy were pregnant, his babies, which was not the case. They were not pregnant. We he know. Believed,
1: that. Yes. Well, being that malnourished and like abused and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's pretty so hard to get pregnant. I'm
0: not sure why he believed that.
1: In his own mm-hmm. mind, and maybe Josephina was like maybe they to put were it on trying a to show. play it, yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sick. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm like, I haven't gone. But, again, being that malnourished or anything, like, you're probably not getting your period. You're Mm -hmm. not getting, like, your body's not functioning that way. So they might have been able to convince them. By
0: February of 1987, he punished Sandy after he caught her trying to move the plywood lid on their pit. And, again, Sandy was the second one he brought in. She was 19? 19. Okay. She was the mentally disabled one
1: right the one that the mom's looking for and knows where she is pretty much
0: he took advantage of in the hospital that he worked at
1: I think it's hard to say in this situation but like if it was my family my sisters or my mom or like you and I had an inkling of like knowing where I would just like serve have surveillance second Mm -hmm. he leaves and sneak in which I know is dangerous and harder to say but like just for closure purposes, I would be like, no, like, I, if you, if I really believed that like, mm-hmm. you guys were, like, in a place, uh, be cool. be, and then I'd be caught, but...
0: Yeah. So he punished her by torturing her, and like I mentioned before, with what he would do, he would hang people, or hang the girls by their arms from a beam. And so he was not he did. In the military, do you think? I think so. So this is what he did to Sandy, after he found her trying to lift the lid from the pit. He hung her by one arm from the beam for several days her condition began to deteriorate and she refused to eat he still believed her to be pregnant at this point so he force fed her pieces of bread she was vomiting and she was running a fever he continued to force feed her by jamming the food into her mouth and force holding her mouth shut until she swallowed
1: it bro
0: first of all maybe
1: take her off like stop torturing her if you think she's pregnant i know insane don't like feeding her is not gonna do shit maybe get her out of the area mm-hmm. <laughs> take her down from the beam right
0: the next day she lost consciousness he I couldn't know. wake her up and became angry he unlocked the handcuffs and dropped her to the floor he told the others that she was just baking it and kicked her into the pit while he served the rest of them ice cream he kicked her into the pit After he returned, he pulled her out of the pit and checked her pulse. She was dead. He had told the others that she probably choked and carried her body upstairs. Not long after he went upstairs, they heard the sound, an unmistakable whine of a power saw. He was dismembering her body.
1: Bro, remember when
0: you were a kid and thought about acid? Yeah. And then you're going to use a saw? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had trouble with her arms and legs, so he put them in a freezer and labeled them dog food. At one point, his dog walked downstairs to the basement carrying a long, meaty bone and proceeded to devour
1: it in front of the other girls. He literally told his dog to go down. That's what I did. The girls started. Like, the dog doesn't have no. the capacity of a brain to like, I'm gonna. like. Also, dogs aren't that fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll mock improv.
0: The girls began to notice a horrific stench that filled the whole house, and soon the neighbors complained of that smell and they called the police. He didn't get rid of it. The police showed up, and he said that he had just burnt a roast that he was cooking.
1: There's a big difference between you know know burnt meat and death. Like Mm -hmm. they say that that smell. I will say I've only smelled decomposing like animal bodies Mm -hmm. just from like um, animals and stuff, but there is a. specific mm-hmm. smell and they say humans is even more
0: yeah i can't imagine but that was good enough for the police that of course it was because just... it was the
1: fucking 80s mm-hmm. and he was white and it's fine but i'll tell you what if he was fucking black and that mother went and said anything
2: mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: i'll tell you what if he was african-american and the very first time that he was in jail for rape mm-hmm. he would have been in there for life yep but not Gary. So this is
0: rough. So later after, like I mentioned, in the beginning of this, when the police went to his house and they were finding these things in the kitchen, they found the body parts. They found a pot on the stove and what looked like a rib in the oven.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They found that food processor.
2: Mm-hmm. It turns out
0: he had bought that food processor specifically for this task. He had ground up her flesh. He mixed it with dog food and he fed it to his
1: dog, as well as the other girls. He fed it to the other girls? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is where the cannibalism comes in. Did he eat it?
0: I don't know. I don't, I didn't find that.
1: I think he was on his way there. Why does it smell so bad if he's, like, cooking, cooking and cutting them up? Because the the decomposition. I think it was the cooking in the oven. Oh, that because was... Because
0: he had the rib cage in the oven.
1: Okay, so that's why he would use the burnt roast theory. Mm-hmm. It wasn't decomposition that was smelling, in a sense. It was, I guess, yeah. But who knows how long he, like... Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Following Sandy's death, Gary's behavior became more bizarre. He urged the girls to rat out on each other when, uh, with the promise of better conditions for the ones that complied. And during this time, the girls devised a plan to attack him and escape, but it never came to fruition. Those Jacqueline later, so yeah. Jacqueline later testified that it was because Josephina told Gary what they were planning. So Josephina again was the one that started to earn his trust. And later, some of the girls did say that she
1: she know. thought it was her way out. Yeah, I know it's really tough. She might have fucked it up for them, but. She thought it was her way out. Mm-hmm. She thought that's what she had to do. Mm-hmm. She was there the longest. Mm-hmm.
0: He was convinced that the girls were constantly plotting against him. So he came up with a plan to prevent them from leaving.
1: A new form of torture. Do you think that Josephina thought, Alright, if I can convince him that like I am his wife and stuff, I'll get freedom of the house and maybe I can leave?
0: Maybe. Maybe he can help them all or she can help them all get out. Mm-hmm. So uh, at this point, he was like, they're all trying to leave, they're plotting against me, I need to stop them. So he cuffed each girl, hand and foot, hung them from a beam, and gagged them. He then took several different sizes of screwdrivers and gouged the insides of their ears in an attempt to deafen them. But do you know how bad that would hurt? That's one of the most worst pains a human can the endure ears, the ear. Oh my... Oh. He kind of believed that if he, they didn't hear him coming, they wouldn't scream.
1: Well, clearly it didn't work because they heard the police coming. In the beginning, because they were screaming. Well, they oh on the mattress. So it wasn't until they got into the room or anything. So, like, could you imagine? Like, I'm my yeah. ear hurts. No, when I read this, I was like, because if you ever stuck in like a Q-tip oh, too yeah. far, and you're like, whoa, that really hurt. A screwdriver. A fucking screwdriver.
0: But out of the girls. Gouging. Gouging it. Out of the girls he didn't touch Josephina.
1: I was gonna ask you if she was she spared that. So she was spared that was she also spared being like hung up on the I believe so.
0: Well maybe not. He might have hung her up and just didn't while he did all the other things.
1: And it's nothing like against her. Again, I think she was probably just doing what she needed to mm-hmm. survive, but she really put the others in some bad situations. At one
0: point when Deborah was causing trouble so she was the one that was like nothing not mm-hmm. okay he took her upstairs and when she came back down the girls noticed that she was unusually quiet when the other girls asked her what happened she told them he took her into the kitchen and showed her a pot sitting on the stove inside that pot was sandra's head oh he opened the oven and showed her part of sandra's rib cage that was roasting opening the fridge he pointed to an arm and other body parts wrapped in plastic and said if she didn't start obeying that she would be next.
1: I will say that it's so much worse than what I thought you were gonna say, because when you said that she was like unusually quiet, I thought you were gonna say he like cut out her tongue. Mm. No.
0: Nope. Oh my god. He just shot head. Yeah. Oh So she was quiet for a few days. But then she recovered her composure and started disobeying him again. Fuck him. Yeah. Gary, if came I'm up, gonna die. I'm
1: gonna die anyway.
0: Exactly. So Gary came up with a new punishment. At this point, it was electric shock treatment.
1: That's how you should have been.
0: That's what I was thinking. Like well. I know we were
1: saying it's not humane, but I'm. Just, we said this word. in our wondering minds. Certain people mm-hmm. probably do deserve it, and yeah, there's exceptions to everything.
0: He stripped the end of an extension cord and plugged the other end into a socket. He would hold the bare wires against each of the girl's chains. Josephina again was exempt from this punishment. As the weeks passed, Gary started treating Josefina as more of a partner and less like a captive. He spent more and more alone time with her and by March 18th, he, he decided to punch the girls. He had her help him. Again, the shock treatment, but this time he used water. He drilled, drilled holes into the plywood cover of the pit and ordered Josefina to fill the pit with water. Deborah, Jacqueline and Lisa, were pushed down into the pit with their chains on. The cover was replaced and weighted down with bags of dirt. The bare wire was pushed through one of the holes to touch the chains. It briefly touched one of the the chains, sending a jolt of electricity through all of them. The wire was pushed through a second time to directly touch Deborah's chain. She absorbed most of the voltage. She screamed and shuddered before collapsing face down into the water. Oh my the God. other two girls in the pit began screaming. Gary removed the cover and pulled Deborah out. He determined she was dead. And then he calmly just made the sandwiches. I love how the
1: first death is ice creams. Mm-hmm. No, oh, sorry, I just killed the person you were in captivity with. Here's a sandwich. And you know damn well, this takes time to plan. Mm-hmm. This pit, the holes, electrocution, filling it with water and knowing how you're going to drain it later and stuff.
0: And again, his intent wasn't even to kill them. Mm -mm. It was just to torture them. Mm -hmm. To make them behave by any means necessary. So he made them sandwiches, and he told them, aren't you glad it wasn't one of you? He left and returned with a pen and some paper. He handed it to Josephina and had her write and sign a statement detailing how she assisted him in electrocuting Deborah to death. What? He signed the statement and held it up to her, saying, if you ever go to the cops, I can use this as evidence that you killed Debbie. Which, I'm like, don't fucking call her Debbie.
1: Yeah, you do not get to nickname any of them. No. He fucking made her sign. Mm -hmm. And what other choice do you
0: have? You don't have any choice. You just do what he tells you. And satisfied that he had Josephina under his control, he removed her chains and told her to go upstairs and change. It was the first time she had been completely dressed in four months.
1: He broke them down yeah. until he could just build them up to the conditioning he wants.
0: Gary went back down to the basement the following day and wrapped Deborah's body in plastic and put her in the
1: freezer. So they had to w- look at the dead body overnight.
0: Yeah, he just left her there. And then he put her in the freezer in front of them because that was down in the basement too because he didn't have anywhere to put her. Mm-hmm. I guess he didn't want to dismember and go through all of that this time around. So. I don't know, but he put her in the freezer for now. After Deborah's death, Josephina became his constant companion, going on outings to restaurants and going shopping. Didn't she
1: have a boyfriend and stuff before? I know. I don't know. Recognize you?
0: I know Philly's a city. Yeah, but it's not like. I'm curious. I know they had a fight, but like, is he looking for her?
1: (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, and it's not been like that much time. Like it hasn't been like years. Mm -hmm. Hmm. He told her if he
0: ever got caught, he would pretend to be insane because he knew how to manipulate the tests. Okay, so there's some evidence mm-hmm. of theory. Said that he had been fooling the authorities for years so that he could qualify for disability payments. I mean, he's saying this. But who knows? But he could just be saying I mean, clearly doesn't. he
1: has something wrong with yes, him. Like, obviously. clearly just, there is a mental illness. Don't because just do you just this. Don't do this because you're smart and can manipulate mm-hmm. people. Mm-mm.
0: He began to soften after Deborah died, and he started to provide additional comforts to the girls. He brought mattresses, blankets, pillows, and a TV. Oh, wow. Thank you.
1: But you feel guilty because you weren't trying to kill people, you were just trying to mm-hmm. torture them? But did he take these away then? Because when they found those girls, there was only one blanket, right? I
0: assume, yeah, when they would misbehave. Mm-hmm. Josefina had the privilege of sleeping in his bed.
1: Which is it really a privilege mm-hmm. or not?
0: He thinks it is. March twenty second drove he drove Deborah's body to the Pine Barrens and dumped it.
1: Deborah was only eighteen, right?
0: Yes. No, Deborah was
1: twenty
0: three. Mm.
1: I forget which one was eighteen it's okay. I think I it. Deborah was twenty three and Lisa was nineteen. Sandra was 24. Where did I find so that? Jacqueline, maybe? Josephine? Yeah, Jacqueline was 18. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Very young.
0: Yeah, very young. Um. So at this point, since Deborah died, he needed to find a replacement for her. So Josephine has <sighs> suggested that they go out cruising.
1: So, if, so it's like a common occurrence that, like, victims become kind of like culprits or uh, recruiters for...
2: Mm-hmm. Their
1: abusers. So, like with Epstein and uh, Ghislaine, or what's her name? I don't know. But it was like she first started mm-hmm. with sex trafficking, and she was the number one like recruiter. Yeah,
0: That's so sad. They turn you into a monster.
1: Let's go out cruising for people.
0: Yeah. So March twenty third, nineteen eighty seven, Gary and Josephina abducted another woman, Agnes Adams. She was twenty four. They both ended up knowing her. Josephina had worked with her, and Gary was a previous customer of hers. So she was also a sex worker. Uh, They took her home, and Gary had sex with her. She was then stripped, chained, and imprisoned with the other girls. But meanwhile, Josephina is hatching a plan to escape.
1: Called it. I was hoping she wasn't going to turn into a
0: monster. Mm -hmm. That following day, on March 24th, Josephina convinced him to let her go visit her family and said she'd bring him back a new wife. He agreed. He drove she in. fucking manipulated the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah. So and he let her leave. Well, he drove her. He agreed to drive her to a gas station and he was gonna wait there for her while she went to visit her family. She ran to the apartment that she had shared with her boyfriend vincent nelson i mean thank god he was still there i know it was only months but like
1: yeah like thank god he wasn't like traumatized by leaving or yeah. financial Or would he would have been
0: gone for the day or something right like, what are the chances he would be home um so he let her in she talked to him she told him her whole story he didn't quite believe her at first because it's like an insane story mm-hmm. um, he finally believed her and then he finally agreed to call the police from a nearby payphone and they went to, the police arrived, and they went to that gas station and picked up Gary. Yes! Mm-hmm. This was the end? Pretty much. So, yeah, Josephina was, she said, you have to get him now. If you let him go back to that house, he will kill the other girls. So, they picked oh him up God. at the gas station. Thank you, Josefina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know two had to die to get yeah. to that, but. So, after he was arrested, he had claimed that the women were already in the house when he moved in. That he did not capture them. They were just- And you were just going
1: to take over the other person's plan of the uh, capture?
0: Come on, dude. The defense, of course, attempted to prove he was legally insane. I think they brought in, like, psychologists and people to try to convince the jury that he was crazy. But the fact that he was able to successfully run a business and amass money through his church proved that he was not insane. He was actually an astute investor who knew exactly what he was doing, according to his Merrill Lynch financial advisor. So his financial advisor at Merrill Lynch actually came in to court to testify. I was like, no, he like he was doing. He, he, he was pretty doing. with it. Mm-hmm. July 1st, 1988, after 16 hours of deliberation, and I don't know how you have 16 hours. It should have
1: taken five minutes.
0: Unless they just kept, they were questioning his mental capacity.
1: Maybe it was that. I don't know what else you'd be deliberating. No, I don't either.
0: He was convicted on two counts of first-degree murder, six counts of kidnapping, five counts of rape, four counts of aggravated assault, two uh, two counts of involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, sentenced to death, and incarcerated at the State Correctional Institute in Pittsburgh.
1: I know it's probably only the things that they could, like, prove, but he definitely raped more than five mm-hmm. times. He definitely, there was definitely more than two counts of involuntary deviant yeah. sexual intercourse, aggravate, all of it. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. Not enough. Not enough. January
0: 1989, he attempted suicide.
1: Fucking do it already then, bro.
0: 1997, Gary's daughter to Betty, her name is Maxine, filed a suit in federal court requesting a stay of execution on the basis that he was not competent enough to be executed. I have no idea why
1: she came forward. You haven't known him. No. You were taken away as a baby. Mm -hmm. How did you even know that was your father?
0: And why are you standing up for him? Sometimes they just the blood thicker than water. (sighs) What the hell? And there was actually protesters too that went to the governor's residence in Harrisburg for a peaceful protest on his execution.
1: Saying that he shouldn't be.
0: Yeah. I don't know that him specifically, but just no, and again, because
1: I go back and forth on it. Mm -hmm. Um but come on.
0: So July sixth, nineteen ninety nine. This was his last day.
1: His last meal consisted of two slices of cheese pizza and black coffee. I think that says enough because I I read that before. Mm -hmm. Like okay, this says enough about you. Yeah, you can die now. Mm
0: -hmm. He spent part of his day listening to country music. He either was laying in his bed or he was pacing his cell.
1: i Also, don't get me wrong. I love coffee and cheese pizza, Mm -hmm. but for your last meal, that's what you choose. Like.
0: And, because you're supposed to get whatever you want.
1: Yeah, you get to literally choose anything.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Anything. Yeah, They should have gave them fucking dry crackers and water. Mm -hmm. So anyway, sorry. I I didn't want people to think I was against pizza. I could live off pizza. Every day, all day. (laughs) I'm not saying that if you eat cheese pizza, you should be. I'd be dead
0: so many times now. I eat pizza way too much. Okay, moving on. So his execution was scheduled for 10 p.m., but was delayed because it was shortly before 10 when the Supreme Court refused to intervene. So last minute, hey,
1: so so the they refused to intervene, meaning they refused to do it to call off the execution. Mm. So that happens, I believe, a lot in executions where we talked about coffee and my coffee. Yeah, it's weird. Maker warms up up for the first time all day. That'd be nice.
0: Um, so he was executed by legal injection, not the electric chair, which he probably should have had, and he was executed at Rockview
1: Prison in Bellefonte, Pennsylvania. We know that place. Backyard. But, um, so they transferred him from the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. correction for the execution? Yep. Is Rockview the only place that did do executions in PA? Do you know? I... It's okay if you don't. I should have been that. I don't know that. if they're the only place or not. Because I thought it was odd too that he was mm-hmm. it was in Belmont, probably. I okay,
0: but he was executed in an old hospital that was on the prison grounds. Because having it in the actual prison disrupts the routine. Based on the past executions that occurred there, so they didn't have it inside. They had
1: a separate building. What does it in the routine? Maybe the like prisoners just it? go nuts. I don't know. But wouldn't they know regardless whether it. 'Cause they're not I mean they're in a different room. I have no idea. Yeah, it's I don't in know in a why. different room. It's probably in the- I'm curious where this old hospital is. You know what I think about? It's like that greenhouse thing that like I, I was do. like, is that where they did executions? That yeah. And for years it was vacant. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's where they did it. No, because it's like glass and stuff. Yeah, I
0: don't know. <laughs> On the
1: roof, maybe. So they could see the light as it was in there. Maybe. Mm-hmm wouldn't that be wild yeah no to ask they happen. wouldn't do the building closest to the road <laughs> yeah i
0: don't know i'll have to ask somebody but um none of his family had made arrangements to collect his body so he was cremated he was 56 years old at that
1: wow he did a lot of damage in those 56 yeah, years
0: he was the last person to be executed by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. He was the first since 1995. Okay, so they went four years without
1: having mm-hmm. one.
0: There were only two others executed since 1962. Oh. That was Keith Zettelmoyer and Leon Mosier, which I wanted to look into and I didn't have time to like, see knew what that they did. Time. But I did read that there was around like 350 people that were executed between 1915 and 1962
1: at that's Rockview. A huge. Do- oh, okay, so Rockview had to have been the only one then. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? Because that's, that's a really? large amount of people for yeah. just one state. Well, I guess that's between that- a lot of years, but still, 1915 and 1962, 350. But then, within 30 years, there was only two. Then, mm-hmm. so it definitely dropped. And this statistics that we said earlier too would no because this was at like peak years so pa's laws just might have changed a lot yeah but i thought that was a lot of people that is a that's a lot of people to me too Mm -hmm.
0: so the victims of this the remaining four women Began legal proceedings to access Gary Heidnick's money from his investment account at Merrill Lynch in 1987. Good for them. So, do the IRS, of course, they're trying to get the money. Okay,
1: but they don't need the money. No. The girls these do. women just went through.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they ended up getting anything out of that
1: or what happened.
0: Mm-hmm. And the surviving women still suffer from physical trauma, of course, and hearing
1: impairments. How could you not for both?
0: Josephina. Actually wrote a book about her experience during those four months in his basement, and it's called *Cellar Girl*.
1: Well, i might try to read. That. I don't
0: think I want to read it. I'm not sure. It has to be awful.
1: Oh, I can't imagine it's good. I mean, I'm sure it's well written. I do want to say that his like the more recent picture of him, he his head looks a lot be- better than his like yes. military picture. Mm-hmm. That's still so fucking scum. Yeah. Dirtbag.
0: So, yeah. Wow. That was the that story was heavy. of Gary Heidnik. I had no idea I was getting into this. We were just like, oh, who was the last person that was executed in Pennsylvania? I wonder what he did. Must have been, you know, at least murdered to be executed. And it turns into this story and the fact that he inspired a huge character in a movie
1: is crazy. It is crazy. I'm going back through your photos that you created for, like, m- me to look at. Mm-hmm. Well, not that you created the photos, but the doc that you did. The girls in the, the basement photos where they're on the mattress and stuff. Do you see that both of them have a cigarette in their hand? That's what I, I did see that. It's... That's what it looked like to me. I mean, the time, too. He probably did just provide mm-hmm. them cigarettes. but Or maybe that's the first thing they asked the cops before unshackling them. I wonder them both. I had both thoughts. I feel like they would unshackle them before they ke- the mm-hmm. cops would give them a cigarette, but I mean, they're pretty full cigarettes. They're not smoked down. Yeah. But like this, the one girl doesn't even have a shirt on. I know. So it's just interesting that they're smoking a cigarette for that photo. Mm-hmm. And to describe the photo, you can see it seems like it might have been a matter of t- like seconds before they went down there. They still have the handcuffs and chains on their ankles and wrists it looks like still I can't really tell maybe it's just a bracelet mm-hmm. but very malnourished very yeah, tiny very just two well I can't see the one behind but one has a shirt and one doesn't but they have cigarettes like you can tell that that is a
2: cigarette
1: mm-hmm. it's odd yeah it's, it's and up. I mean this basement is disgusting. It is. The pit, you guys, I couldn't imagine. I wish the photos were in color. Wow. Yeah. And
0: if you if, yeah. if you pull up like if you look at the picture of all the victims and it's all six photos together, from left to right you see Josephina Rivera, Agnes Adams, Sandra Lindsay, mm-hmm. and then the bottom row, Jacqueline Askins, Deborah Dudley, and Lisa Thomas.
1: Man, poor Sandra and Deborah. Mm-hmm. I mean, poor all of them. Looking but at
0: still, Sandy's face—she looks so sweet
1: mm-hmm. and innocent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you for unpacking that, but yeah. also fuck you. <laughs> um, that was a lot. That was actually like yeah. hard yeah. to kind of get through. Yeah, it was hard to read. And we are at like three hours, so <laughs> it'll be less than that because we did it have like a 20 worse. minutes lot. La- Thank god we laughed it out in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, so I guess we should not drag this out anymore. Thank you to our yes. listeners for making it through this very lengthy and brutal yeah. um episode where you know, started with history, not so rough. I mean, it's facts that we knew to Definitely. Sid covering a case that we both really like we didn't recognize the name mm-hmm. i recognized like i didn't know some of that information though i yeah. just knew about like the capturing and the seller and everything but um definitely worse than well buffalo bills are real but
0: definitely a monster to bring you back up though before we let you go um there so well first shout out to Julia because she does like everything for the podcast she does all the editing she does all the posts everything you see and hears Cedric reads all my
1: stuff to make sure that I'm literate uh, <laughs> no I don't do much I'm just here taking she does some good research
0: but um funny Monday night so we have a post ready to go out and you know she puts the pictures in the template she sends it to me I write it up <laughs> she sends me this, the template and we have a picture of Gary Heidnik. We have what was the other picture on the bottom left? I think
1: Another it was picture. Gary Heidnik. Another Gary
0: Heidnik picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah, being arrested, I think. Yeah. The bottom right picture. <laughs> it's just like I I was lost. It was just like a cowboy. Was, I'm like, What's this who bottom that? right picture? And I was, I was trying to be like nice. I'm like, I don't think I came across this in my research. Where did you find this? And what what did you say to me? I
1: on. Buffalo Bill, because I didn't know that, one, I don't fucking know that movie, Mm -hmm. so when she's like, oh, who inspired Buffalo Bill, I was like, I'm gonna look up Buffalo Bill, (laughs) and when you do that, in Google Images, (laughs) Wild Bill, like the Westerner, Mm -hmm. who was also, I think, referred to as Buffalo Bill, maybe not, could be, came up, and I was just like, oh, that's a good picture, I'm gonna use him, (laughs) I was so confused, I was like, where everybody I, would have been. Where
0: does this tie in? I almost just made her leave it because it's funny, <laughs> but then we we fixed it.
1: Yeah, we're thriving.
0: I'm doing well. Again, this is for fun. Yeah, and we have fun. So right, right. That's what counts
1: <laughs> And if you're having fun and want to support us, the best way to support us is by one, downloading and/or following like our podcast on whatever podcast platform that you listen to. Mm-hmm. As well as following and liking our social medias. So you can go to Unprofessionals Asking Questions on Facebook or UAQ Pod on Instagram. You can also find it by searching Unprofessionals Asking Questions, but UAQ for short.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Or, um, So yeah, that's ways that you can support us or you can contact us if you have any episode recommendations, questions, comments, concerns mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about your concerns yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you think we're not doing well and just want to check in like, we already yeah. know yeah but you can always email us at uaqpod at com. um I think that's about it right yeah just you always do the ending so I'm kind of thrown off here I know
0: um no, feel free <laughs> to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening on as well yeah so. that really does help us
1: mm-hmm um so give us a five star and also with our posts like if you want to share them that would be helpful to grow our audience
0: and comment like give us your feedback let us know what you're thinking what your
1: theories are on
0: some things because we're curious yeah
1: and i think that's it i think that's it